It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Uh, broadcasting. Hey, my name was first there. What's hey, going no. on? You're slacking off, man. man broadcasting live. Let's try to butter you up. It is the, it's speed week. Finally, it is. Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Hang on. We, we throwing pecs out? Oh, no. Come on, those pecs out. I got a baggy shirt. a picture I got here. a baggy shirt, We're unfortunately. <laughs> We're at the outlet shops of the bluegrass. Uh, uh, it is. We just went on our annual ride on ride along, and it was very, very informative. We're going to the top stories here. Yeah, you're playing laser tag while I we're was. pulling over dangerous criminals. It is an absolute gorgeous day, and uh, we'll get to the top stories on what's going on in sports here in Louisville. But first, it is very important. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety got on board with us years ago. They're our title sponsor. Uh, they have been for a very long time, and uh, we want to thank them for for being able to be with us every single speed week dave that yeah uh, and today's the start of it today is a day like the but well, we actually had a florida minivan that was speeding usually you see florida and a box of kleenex in the back you're yeah. trying to get around it yeah, and right. going so slow right this dude was cruising about 86 and a 70 Ooh, did you pull him over oh yeah oh did yeah you rough him up a little bit just a bit okay all bit. right he fell down a lot going to the car. Actually hit him with the glove, challenged him to a duel. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. I'm old school. All right, all right. Florida, dude, they don't play, though. But there was a rental car, a oh, okay. rental van. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to put miles on my car that I spent $500 a all month right, on. get to the what happened. So I was spending $500 a week on this car. So what happened? Pulled him over, gave him a warning. Off you went. Okay, good deal. No, we no, didn't no. have time. Right, right. Officer uh, Darnell would have written him up if he had more time. All right, I rode with Officer Newberry. Newberry, how are you, sir? Uh, Doing well. How are you, Tony? I appreciate you, uh, both you guys, uh, taking care of us today and, and taking us out. Something new. You and I have been on rides before, uh, uh, but when we got out, you said, look, let's do something different, and you parked up on the overpass. What was the what was the pur- uh, purpose of that? Up on the overpass, Tony, you could get a very clear bird's-eye view picture of your traffic patterns, your traffic flow. Um, and from there, as I showed you with some of the equipment we use and some of the emerging equipment that we've got in the past year or so, um, you can actually see the violations more clearly right. versus sitting in the vehicle looking over, looking left, right, looking up. You're actually looking straight down into the vehicle. It's like watching a football game. If you're on the sidelines, it's tough to watch the football game, right? No, I love but the end zone seat where you can see the plays and the routes if you're in the, Right. If you're, in the, if you're exactly. in the stands, you can see the game better. Exactly. I mean, and that's, that's very very similar to the to the way that we do business when we're doing a concentrated patrol effort from our overpasses. Uh, so with the overpass, are you targeting someone that's obviously visually speeding, hitting them, and then telling guys down there on the yeah, on he's the got, you got partners usually, right? Right. I'm glad you asked that because one person can't do this. This is a concentrated traffic effort uh, where we've got. Two to four vehicles uh, eastbound, two to four vehicles westbound, and we've got uh, obviously the person up top running the radar or the thermal imaging camera and whatnot. Uh, but that, that's how it works. We'll work both directions simultaneously. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, and, and me and Tony talked about this, it's not always about the ticket. Um, sometimes it's a learning experience with that operator of that vehicle, whether it's a big truck operator, a motorcyclist. And, and we show no mercy. It's an even playing ground, whether you're on a motorcycle, a minivan, like you, had, you guys had the minivan from Florida, you know, big truck, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, to, to that point, you see 
just a couple minutes we were up there, the different vehicles that are on, that are on the expressway. Dave, it's like there's a motorcycle. You got the truck pulling the trailer. You got the big trailer. You got the box trucks. There's so many different sizes, and everybody and the, and the, sometimes they come in bunches. Well, we had we had the white uh, windowless panel van, right? Yeah. Pulling furniture on right. a trailer. I saw that with, guy. The, with a little orange cone. I saw that. It's like modern Amish. I saw that guy. Now, back in the 70s, I would ride, like, after we loaded it all up. His name was Hezekiah. After we loaded it all up, I would get in the trailer and ride in the trailer with the stuff. Like, we trailed that in the 70s. You do that today, you're going to jail, Mr. Is that right, Officer uh, Newberry? You probably won't be going to jail, but you'll definitely get some paperwork to take home with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. I got to shoot the uh, the laser gun. We actually turned it into sort of a game because... This thing, you this thing, Dave, could get all the way. I mean, it's a thousand. We average, I think, you and I. You got a thousand or twelve hundred feet, and I got maybe eight hundred uh, because my hand's not as steady as yours. Uh, but it can go pretty far. You can you can distance something in the distance. You can put that laser on. Uh, usually, about twenty eight hundred to three thousand feet. That's been the farthest distance that we've we've thrown laser and got an accurate. Reading. That's a half mile. That is that's darn far. And here's the deal: it's not like radar. Like radar. Is like sort of like a fog. You throw it out there and you it's like get a cone. numbers. It's right. a cone. Right, cone and, and you get this. But this does laser... anyone even have radar detectors anymore in their car? Do those oh, things even work? Oh, they do work. Do they but work? They don't work. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I hate to say that in, in the world we live in, <laughs> they uh, don't and, work. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to lose our uh, uh, sponsorship from Bell and all those veteran, all those people that make those. But no. The reason they don't work in the modern radar technology that we're working with today is instant-on technology. By the time your radar unit determines that we have, we've shot the radar at you, because it's not like the 70s and 80s where it used to be your radar unit was on all the time, yeah. and it was running, and you could detect it. And every store you went by with an alarm, the radar right. would go off. Right. Yeah, you went by a Super Walmart, and your radar went off. Right. <laughs> but now it's instant-on. You don't know You don't know by the time it's it's beeping in your dashboard. We've already got. They already speed. got you. All right, so it's a good. Here's my my advice for radar detectors. It's a good way to know you're getting a ticket. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it, it prepare it. it prepares you before you get it. Well, yeah, you you know. So I mean, if you want to, so you'll pay, calm down before start, the officer you gets up to your window. How much money you got your right. checking account? You know, can I afford these, this? Some of these radar detect- detection devices. Can run, you know, five six hundred dollars if you buy one. You know, that's that's a huge investment sure. just to know you're getting the ticket. Well, and you and I talked that there are. You thought, and I don't know where your stat is, and I and I assume you were correct that there are ten years ago to today there are seventy percent more big trucks on the road than there were. There are roughly, and I, I apologize, but my stats aren't in front of me. But it, it, it's increased. Our yeah. truck travel. Uh, numbers have increased on average about 70% from those just 10 years ago, Tony. So the the thing is with events like Speed Week and our Ticketing Aggressive Cars and Trucks campaign, Click It or Ticket, all of those programs are, are designed to share the burden of safe highways with our truck traffic and our passenger car traffic. But not just speeding. We're talking about uh, driving like a jerk. Tailgating, aggressive moves. You're going to have to define driving like a jerk because there's a lot. Follow him. I'm trying to be nice on this show. I want to use a different word. There's a lot of terms there we could use on that one. Right, yes. uh, We're we're not just looking for speed. A lot of folks think that they're getting pulled over and it's always going to be a speeding ticket. But our programs with Office Highway Safety have expanded so far to include so many things. Obviously, we know that texting and driving, huge issue. We'll get into more than that later. But uh, cell phone use, you know, simple cell phone use, anything that can take 
take your mind off of operating a motor vehicle for a split second is enough time to cause an accident, a serious crash, or a fatality. And that's, that's the awareness we're trying to get out here today is keep your mind on the road. Hands off the phone, hands on the wheel. That's I've the always wondered this, and it was years ago when I heard this. If you're on, like, a country road or a divided highway, not the interstate, but you would see white lane or white lines across the road. And someone told me that so between line to line, an officer in, say, a Cessna could time how fast you were going. Oh, yeah, what, I was remember that, that. Was that true? Speed markings. Well, it's not 100% true. That was like an 80s thing. Right, right. right. Yes, they were like, like you'd see a one, slow down, slow down. Oh, slow down. Where is he? There was actually a radar system that was designed that you would you would actually pace between those two lines. Okay. Stationary on the ground, and it had a secondary ancillary use, which was in the air. So it worked. In, in, in Does that include you all doing math? Is that right? See, we, we, we've used devices now, so we don't have to do <laughs> He's called a calculator. Right. 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 You'd be pulling everybody over. <laughs> I'd be like, you were going 1,000 miles an hour, ma'am. Get out of the vehicle. <laughs> don't worry anything complicated. All right, all right. ride the bumper. That's a, that's a huge issue that we but have. But our- if you're in the fast lane, isn't it the – I'm not saying it's the technique, but this is how people – I want you out of the fast lane because I'm in the fast lane. They roll up on you. The rule is you move over and I go, and that person goes, right? Right. In Kentucky, it's keep riding unless you're passing. We always end up with a lot of folks that like to ride. And I'm not going to talk bad about the folks from Ohio. I mean, did I say Ohio? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. A lot of the Especially folks. from Cincinnati. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not picking on anybody. What about Indiana lot. drivers? <laughs> um the signal goes to Indianapolis, by the way. So <laughs> That's why I brought it up. They're going to be calling in. That's okay. I'll give you my badge number. And support. The guy we pulled over was coming back from Indianapolis. Really? Going to a wedding. But it is, Picked but up his driving techniques in Indiana. The following too close thing, like to, to compound on what you ask, um, you know, running up on somebody at a high rate of speed just because you assume they're going to move out of your lane is not a great idea right. because of what we talked about with the uh, retreads, the objects in the roadway, and, of course, what we have in Kentucky is deer. We have deer oh, everywhere. Dave knows so, a little something about that, too. Oh, yeah. Instead of you running up on that guy's bumper and trying to get him to move and Bambi jumps out, now oh. you've got a total mess because you've just ran over that guy and he's hit the deer. And we've Let's not hurt Bambi him. in your story, please. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing. I think the biggest <laughs> Bambi thing, escaped and there was a fender bender. There has been terrible inventions along the way. Cruise control. Right. Oh, think, no, no. You think cruise control, you put cruise control on, and, boy, I'm, I'm good. I can no, take people feet. need to use that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you get used to, like, oh, it's on automatic. I don't have to control my speed. You roll up on somebody not paying attention. Well, and I think we talked about that, how automatic we have assumed our lives will be. Yes. Everything's yes. done digitally and instantly. Yes. Uh, cruise control is a tool. Uh, to be used at your convenience, uh, with, and I don't mean to sound like your owner's manual, you know, right. to be used at your experience, you know, nothing like that, but it has a time and place. Right. Um, if you over-rely on that, that piece of equipment is when it becomes a problem. Uh, deterrent. Mm-hmm. And don't use it in the rain, by the way, because if the roads are slick and it wants to get you back up to 70 miles an hour, it's going to start spinning. Um, okay, so how are we doing? How are uh, how are the roads on Kentucky? Are people putting the phone down? Are people slowing down? Or how has this summer started so far? From our side, uh, I don't have the complete compiled numbers. Obviously, that goes through the off-sideway safety. But from what we've seen interdepartmentally, uh, and th- these are no hard numbers here whatsoever, but we are seeing an increase in our texting and driving incidents where that we've attributed that to be the cause of the causation of the accident. Um, and, of course, speed is always number one. And, and that's the thing. If you go back and you poll 
uh, KYOPS, which is our program for keeping track of citations, keeping track of accidents, you will see that over 98% is inattention. That is the yes. causation uh, yes. on the reports. And when yes. we pull those, you know, you know, of course you've had the misjudge clearance and, and the speed as factors, but then you see the inattention, 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 and it's, it's an alarming rate. Now, one thing we noticed last couple of years pulling people over, you guys went out, and it makes sense because you're on a highway and cars are going very fast, but you will approach the passenger side. Not like the old days where, you know, Buford's rapping on the window on the driver's side. Roll down your window. And, and, and you're coming up, and you're a little behind the passenger window, and your hand is near your gun because you don't know what's about to happen when that, that window comes down. So what's the best way for people to handle being pulled over? Because some people, I'm sure, are belligerent out of the gate because you're messing I with saw, their day. I saw a comedy bit where the guy says, I look like a dork, but I throw my hands out of the window and on, on the outside of the Is door. that a little too much? It's a little too much. It's whatever makes you comfortable. We know that being stopped by the no, police. No, no, no. Technically, tell you the truth, I want you comfortable, all right? That's the thing. You don't want Dove release, guy. I don't want to be comfortable. I think for me, uh, that would be, uh, you know, a little overzealous on on the operator's part. But you know, if that makes you comfortable, fine. I, I'll be comfortable with it. Uh, just keep your hands in a visible location and tell us what you're going to do. It's simple. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to take your operator's license, your paperwork, back to my crew. That I'll be back in a couple mm-hmm. moments. Right. I tell you verbatim what I'm going to do, and and you should have the courtesy to tell me. You know, I have a weapon in the car. Where's that weapon located? Okay. Right. And it, it, if that license doesn't match the car, because I know you already run it before you get out of the car. If the that license plate. License right. plate doesn't match that car. You've already called some buddies, haven't you? Generally. Yeah. There, there are instances. And that I happens have, more than you think, right? Well, there are instances where there's an issue with the titling or the clerk or, or things of that nature where the license plate has been duplicated and one vehicle was junked, but it's still in the system. Right. So it can happen. Uh, but you have to treat those with due regard and caution. You know, if, if you're looking at a white minivan and it says it's a, a Camaro, we might want to start looking a little deeper. And, of right. course, we've already got somebody coming with it. What happens today when Officer Darnell and Amanda and I are in the backseat? We pull over the minivan from Florida, the rental car, but it shows up as stolen. What's he doing now? There's, the there's, two, there's two ride-alongs. you got a stolen car in front of you. What's happening? Everybody's coming out of the vehicle. So, and that's... I'd, I'd search it. Well, the vehicle, I mean... No, I didn't know if you call for backup in that case before oh, you even do anything. Sometimes. It's according to where you're at. If we're out here on I-64... Because I'm in totally, the car, so we're okay. Well, if it's totally desolate, we're backup. on I-64. I, I know I need some help out there before I initiate a felony traffic stop. I'm going to ask right. somebody, you know. But, you know, our dispatch is great. Once they see that stolen, they're going to confirm with me, you know, the amount of people in that vehicle and that it's coming back stolen. They're already going to get the wheels turning. Whether I would ask for it or not. We got, uh, I, I went on a road trip when I was, I don't know, 20, 20 years old to San Antonio. And one of the, two of the guys in the back seat got in a fight in the, in the back window, the side window got busted out. So we got pissed off at the two guys. Then we stopped and got duct tape. And we duct taped it. That was the worst thing we could do because we got pulled over I don't, ten times. That's a criminal indicator. Ten times. Ten times. It was right. Exactly. Criminal I, we didn't realize because we were 20 years old. Maybe it was idiots. a beer can flying out of the car. No, no. They were whiskey bottles. And, uh, <laughs> and they, uh, we got pulled over from Arkansas to Louisville. It was ten times. And we and after because we found the, finally found the rental, whatever we had on it. But that was definitely a cue, uh, uh, right, uh, duct tape on the window. Criminal indicator. <laughs> criminal <laughs> indicator. Welcome to my life. Or lazy ass. <laughs> Criminal indicator. That sounds like a band. Can't afford deductible. That needs to be a name of a rock band. <laughs> Criminal indicator. Probably has been. It's probably. <laughs>
Wasn't that a Michael Jackson song? Uh, no. He's a criminal indicator. No, stop it. Wasn't Officer it? Newberry, you're one of the best, and I appreciate no your time, Thank sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, great ride along. We'll talk to your guy maybe uh, in the next couple of minutes or next Oh, hour. if he wants to. Yeah, I think he's up for it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we are at the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. They're going to have a 4th of July party going on Um on the 4th of, of July. Sorry, I was going to let you fill in the blank there. I was there. just looking for my uh, gym bag. That's when I started mm. to uh, panic of where my computer is. Oh, gotcha. I paid a lot of money for I might want to go get it. Um, all right, so a lot in the news. We're going to get that first. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls along with uh, we're talking about what's going on. on the Blue holidays. lights across the bluegrass at the outlet malls of the bluegrass. Right here on 790. All right, we are back. It is Speed Week. It is. Taking a picture of LMPD and state troopers together right in front of the horse here on a gorgeous day, folks. It is packed out here at the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. Somebody do like Canadian Cop and get on the horse. No, no, no don't do that. Don't do that. I like her. <laughs> Only one was going to do it, Officer Ellison. Like, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, not Officer. I need to learn my bars. Uh, right. Sergeant Ellison, congratulations. Yes, all right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me that um, not all of us can be princesses. Someone has to clap when I go by. <laughs> it's a little T-shirt on little girls. Uh, all right. It's a heck of a weekend. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Wow. What a way to do it. I mean, seriously, in overtime, he, he drops one from the, from the beach. First playoff hole, and he and Tiger now, the only guys before the age of 24 to have 10 wins. He's kind of quietly like Tiger, but because of Tiger, mm-hmm. no one's really noticing. Uh, the biggest thing that happened over the weekend here in Louisville was Freedom Hall and the boxing. Great crowd, uh, great boxing, including... Uh, Carlos Dixon, we had him and his... Uh, oh, he and his dad. Oh, my gosh. What a great couple seconds. of guys. I yes. Mean, oh. yes, great guys. Louisville Boxing. That's That, that guy, uh, Carlos is a homegrown talent, and now he has vaulted to the top of a list that where they want to kind of groom for a world championship. He knocked his, uh, his opponent out in 31 seconds. And you have to go back to grassroots, and having Louisville become a boxing town will help the sport of boxing as a whole. Like that, so how, how good are these guys? That was a left hook, okay? Like most people can't even throw a right. punch with their left now hand. You can knock me out with a left hook, but another pro boxer that fast. Oh, my gosh. And that guy, the guy that he beat, I, again, I'm sorry I don't know his name. It, didn't, it was only 31 seconds, so he, he had never been knocked out. 425 He had never been knocked out in wow. his career. And he just got knocked out in 31 seconds with the left hook. Uh, so he probably Carlos doesn't won. recall the punch either. No, he he did not. He was staggering. There's no doubt about it. And when he got up, there was a good ref on the on the call. But mm-hmm. huge success with the Evander Holyfield Boxing Night at Freedom Hall. Huge success. So that's going to come back, folks. That is just day or night one, and they're going to come back and do that whole thing again. And it went on a long time. I mean, I remember watching the news, and they're like, hey, we're a little bit delayed for this next bout. It was a fairly late evening, but a ton of boxing. Yes. People had a ball. Yep, they did. Uh, I went out to Brian's War. I did not go to the boxing because I was helping out a friend, uh, Frank Caraglanis. He lost his son to uh, heroin. How did that uh, go? Overdose. It went great. Uh, it was. It really was. There were like 12 bands there. They played all night long. Jack Brown got up and talked. Uh, there was a lot of keynote speakers that came on and talked about it. 
And uh, and there was a lot of questions being raised about the the needle exchange, and, yeah. uh, whether that thing is effective or not, uh, and and what's going on, and the enforcement of what's happening. You know, you, you get pulled over with heroin, but sometimes you get let go, and then but if you have marijuana, you're well, going to jail. I've seen some politicians even suggest we can't afford the Narcan shots, essentially saying yeah. just let them go. And I'm sorry, as human beings. We need to treat them, yes, but yep. if we can save lives, prevent HIV spread with needles, and bring back people to give them a shot yep. at a second chance, we owe it to them. That was a great night. It, re- it really was. And uh, Diamonds Pub and the bands were, were, uh, were awesome. There was so much stuff going on Saturday, uh, including the basketball game. I was wrong, but not everybody played. Shane Bahannon didn't show up. And neither did Tim Henderson. So uh, my well, original Trez was doing whatever he wanted, though. That, clearly, but I, I. What was the final? They only the cops only lost by six. See, see. I know, but go I, ahead and say it, Dave. You were right. I no, no. The full allotment of players did not show up. If Shane Bahannon shows up, they win by thirty. Mm-hmm. Right? No. What do you mean, no? I know why Shane DeMahan didn't show up. He was scared. I know why he didn't show up. Did someone lock him up just for the night? He thought it was a trick. Oh, like those old days of Super Bowl tickets. Right, right. He thought it was a trick. Oh, sure. (laughs) We're going to play a basketball game with the cops. Right. I was born yesterday, just not (laughs) last night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Of nope. course, I'm kidding. You can do okay, Tony. You were wrong. I say if you're not going to say I was, I right, would know. I was wrong about the score, but the full allotment of players on the other team did not show up. It's the old thing with a really good team, guys I, that have played together I, versus right. guys that are no. You got that together. right. That's for sure. They the cops were better than I thought. Okay, and I was wrong. Wrong. There you go. Wrong. Well done. Yes. Uh, 571-7900 is the phone number. Uh, give us a call as we roll through Speed Week. Mm-hmm. We have done this, what, five years, you think? Five years, yes. Yeah. Tomorrow we will be at the courthouse. That's right. Michael That's the Collins. second step. You get pulled over today, then you end up in court, and if it doesn't go your way, you will lose your license and get to know the folks at Tark. We love going to the Tark Lounge, and we'll mm-hmm. be there on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think we have, do we have a Papa John's pizza to give away before we get out of here today, it is quite possible. I think that is true. Better ingredients, better pizza. If we do, I, already, I have a trivia question. So we'll, that would uh, be awesome. We're going to be able. Did to you do see that. this? And this has nothing to do with how he's playing. Mets GM Sandy Alderson announced yesterday that outfield prospect and former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow is getting a promotion mm-hmm. to high A ball. I didn't know there was low and there's high. There's low A ball. There's high A ball. Okay. There's eight balls. I don't know about that because I didn't live that life. But he's going to St. Lucie of the High A Florida State League. Normally, with this stat line, you don't get that promotion. Batting 222, on base percentage less than 400, not good. Three home runs in 63 games, 69 strikeouts, 23 walks, seven errors, and 58 chances How on many the strikeouts? outfield. How many? 68. 68. Yes. That seems low. 69, I'm sorry. I was off by one. Uh, that's a lot. That's 69 strikeouts in 63 games. Seven errors and 58 chances. That Those are awful numbers. Okay. And he's going to a league known for, like a lot of the guys that maybe are really good pitching prospects, yep. might go to high A ball briefly to start. He'll get some good pitchers now, not low A ball pitchers. You know what this is about? This is this is the uh, the effect of full stands and low A ball, making money for a couple of months. Let's spread the love a little bit. Send Tebow up there, pack the stands before he's out of the league. I, I, I'm all I'm all for Tebow getting. Oh, a, give if it he a can shot. Use his fame to get a spot. 
Great. Whatever. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, it's unfair because someone oh, else no. has a legitimate spot getting and it's taken. No, come on. Plenty this of stuff happens all the time. Right. So if there's good, if you're a good baseball talent, they'll find you. And if Tebow wants to use his fame to do that, more power to him. He's a great guy. I mean, great guy. No Didn't one he almost kill that. somebody with a bat last week? He did not. Oh, he let, let a bat go. Out of his hands and almost right. killed someone? Can you imagine the guilt-ridden crying oh. fest he would have had at the, at the post oh, my word. press conference? Thank the Lord. Yes. Yes. Really. Literally. I think he did that. Then the bat stopped in midair. I, I've never. I've never questioned uh, Tim Tebow. Oh, of with his not. life, because there's too few real people that kids can look up to in sports anymore. There's just there are none. I mean, my son's got a picture literally of a of John Glenn. I mean, it's 1960s. Right. It's like, really? I looked at him, I was like, we're going back to 1960 for a hero? I got a Glenn Campbell picture. I mean, well, that's whatever. That's whatever. Sure. It's more of 70s. Was that the rhinestone era? Yeah, rhinestone cowboy. It's cool. I just wanted to be the rhinestone cowboy. Right now. How did that go? Right now. Please, Lord. Now I have a rhinestone cowboy image of Dave Jennings. That's never leaving my head. Without a hat. <laughs> Which kind of sucks. Looking like the electric cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But this will. But it's interesting. Sometimes it sounds are, like a gay bar in Orlando. There, there are guys. What was it in in Police Squad? Uh, the Blue Oyster? No, no. What was no, it? No, that's the strip club. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the name of that bar? I used to remember it all the time. Oh, anyway, first Police Squad movie, Police Academy movie. Yeah, Mud will know. Let's go to Vincent. Vincent, you're on the main source bank phone lines. What's up, Vincent? Vincent. Hey, uh, first of all, I'm glad you guys stay together. I think last time I listened to your show, y'all was going to be separated or something, so I'm glad you guys are still together. Oh, wow. Um, that. We're working on it. <laughs> and my thing, uh, surrounding the end, still, story what they came, out, uh, came down with as far as U of L. Have y'all heard any recruitment news as far as guys still committed like Bowen and, and life is still looking at U of L pretty strongly? It is the one thing that has, it's affected it. In a positive way. I'm sorry to say that and how weird that is. I'm not going to judge it whether it's right or wrong. But since the recruiting for Rick Pitino has gone dramatically up. But to your point, the announcement's not going to affect anybody coming because it doesn't affect the future. If the NCAA had done something to next year's tournament, like another ban, then that might affect some things. It's not going to affect the guys that are coming. It's going to affect... The guys that were here in the past, everyone possibly. Is, everyone is, there's no issue with recruiting. Nope, no, everything's there's fine. No, no issues. Nothing to see. And there. they're not going to add anything to it. We talked to the police officers here. And you can go from a warning to about two tickets if you're such a jerk. I mean, you can talk yourself into tickets. You're not going to talk yourself out of one in all likelihood. Right. So that's not going to happen. They're not going to add anything to this. So all those recruits should be safe. I do want to say there's a big athletic uh, game going on tonight at 6 o'clock. Big athletic it's game. Huge, that huge, that huge narrows game. it down. I was trying to just describe it in a mysterious way, and it wasn't getting come off well. What is a? Let's see. What is a big Stop at, it. on a Monday? Sixth, or I'm sorry, seventh and eight, seventh and eighth grade field hockey, Holy Trinity versus Holy Spirit. Now, is your daughter the goalie no, still? We had our game last night. It came down to flicks. Do you know what that is? Is that like a shootout in soccer? A shootout in soccer. Okay. okay. And here's what I'll it's say. Either that or they're watching movies. I'm not going to get on my soap box about this but i'm gonna say it in the they go overtime and then the sudden death so first person you're gonna rant about flicks hang on okay my daughter happens to be the goalie so i'm gonna rant about the goalie portion 
They take you get your five girls. They get five girls just like hockey. What was the score at the end of regulation? Zero zero. Oh, she got her shutout against the other best team in the league. The problem was your daughter's there. team's offense. And Maggie had a she was balling out, timing for balls and knocking them out and crazy. She did a great job. But in the flicks portion, you she you have a turn and then you get out of the box and then the other. Uh, goalie gets in, and then she gets out of the box, and the other goalie gets in. So same box. Yes, it's the same box. But you should get in the box and then have the five in a row at you. Right. It's like if you and I were in a free throw competition, and I, you know, you would shoot best out of five, right? Sure. And then you would go in best out of five. No, I would shoot a free throw, then you would. No, I would get back to the line. You it's, can't get a rhythm going. No, 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 no. We lost. What was the final in, in flick count? Uh. Four two, uh, but well, the other girl had to do the same thing. I'm just thing. saying it's not fair to the goalie. You should give the advantage to the goalie in any chance you can in this because it's almost impossible to stop a, a flick of the wrist. A flick. How close are they in these flicks? Uh, ten the, yards, okay. maybe less, maybe five or six. I don't know. I, I, I was just it was insane. So tonight, the seventh and eighth graders, same two teams. But uh, upper level, 7th and 8th. Tonight, so your daughter doesn't play tonight? She does not. She does not. She'll be their goalie pretty soon. I'm just saying that's the wrong way to do the flick portion of the overtime. Had it, Hunter. Had it been 4-2 to two the other way, I would have soccer st- should have adopted that. I still would say that it's the wrong way to do it. Okay. You know me. I'm fair and objective. Unless it's politics. Hunter. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Um, what I want to say was, uh, you was right. It is called the Blue Oyster off Police Academy. Oh, it was yeah. a Blue Oyster bar. Yeah. All right. Because, because, because remember, every time they go in, all you hear is. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, the thing is, police say that that movie is as accurate as it, as uh, the Academy. I'm sure it is. That's what the Academy's like. It's funny what they say like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead and ask about we're gonna... Reno 911. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which more? Oh, thank you. I think that's the first question we ask right out of the gate. What's life as a police officer more like? Uh, well, Reno 911 or Police Academy movies? I wonder what TV shows and what movies are actually semi-realistic. Okay. Off to Newberry, Newberry is going to answer that question now. What's more accurate as an assessment of your job? Is it uh, Reno 911 or the Police Academy movies? Or 21 Jump Street? I would actually have to say a combination of all three. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it goes from day zero being a, it's just an absolute zoo to uh, you actually enjoy what you're doing. So a combination of all three. Well, along the same lines, what are our TV shows or movies over the years where you're like, you know what, that's actually kind oh, of yeah, accurate. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Law and Order, that's pretty accurate, isn't it, or no? Well, it's, it's funny. I don't know if you guys – I'm, I'm ignorant to TV. I just absolutely do not watch TV. But uh, my girlfriend was watching uh, Bone. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that. It's an FBI show and all yeah, that. Right. Uh, and I said, why do you watch this? What, what, you know, I was like, she's a dispatcher. I was like, why? I mean, you deal with dispatch and you deal with what I complain about. Why would you want to come home and watch it? And she said something classic. She said, because it's so funny watching them screw it up. That's <laughs> not how it works. You know, this is the, that's not the, how it right, works. It's the CSI syndrome. You know, everybody thinks that's exactly They're how it works. They're not doing that. Right. They're no. not putting all that no. in for this case. No. Not happening. No, your no, no, weed no. eater is important to you. No. And us. You talk to a fireman after they watch, like, Ladder 49 <laughs> or something, and they all go, everyone would be dead in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
We're not laughing at everybody dead. No, the, no, uh, no. Thank you, Officer yes. Newberry. The <laughs> irony short breaks. BiteMeals.com. 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 What are you saying to me? Go on. To, what are you saying to me? Uh, go to the website and order up. Here's the deal. They don't have a store. There's not a restaurant. This is online. You go to the website. And this is, it. This is for folks that just don't have time to create great meals for themselves. They are single meal packages. Okay? So you go to the website and pick out you want. You got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and dessert. So whatever you, and most of it is organic. So this is healthy food prepared and sent to your house, cold, not frozen. So when you get it, you put it in the refrigerator. The difference is uh, when it's frozen, it definitely changes the taste of the food. When you taste BiteMeals.com, you'll figure out why this startup company from Louisville has now created a business to where they're delivering 10,000 meals a week. BiteMeals.com. Give them a shot. All right. A short break. We'll come back. The outlet shops of the bluegrass are happening. And we have a pizza. I'll have a trivia question up next for the pizza. $30 pizza. Right back after this on 790. This. All right. We are back. Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings broadcasting live for Speed Week. Here at the uh, outlet shops of the Bluegrass, getting people signed up for some discount books. So come on out. They're going to have a big 4th of July party here uh, next Tuesday. And we're going to talk to Amy from around here to tell us about the fireworks and the food and all that. But first, I believe we have a stop in with The Count. What's up, Count? Hey, the dogs, the dogs. What a absolutely hideously sunny day in the Bluegrass today. So sorry. Yes, so sorry. Yes, yes, today I would like to talk about chances, chances. Okay. okay. Yes. Tim Tebow has as much chance of making the show as Rachel Maddow has as becoming the Donald's fourth wife. <laughs> Tim, Tim Tebow has as much of a chance of making the big leagues as Danica Patrick has as finishing a race without crashing. However... Tim Tebow has a better, see the word change of their better, has a better chance of making it to the MLB as Charles Barkley has of coming out on the short end of the stick at the breakfast bar at the Blue Boar Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> so, the number for today is zero. 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 Zero, zero bats would ever hang out with Tim Tebow, so he can never, ever kill anyone with the bat. Ah, 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 ah. Thank you. That counts. No relation to Buddy B. No, 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 no. Quit pointing that out. No, I'm sorry. All right. Apologize. Mm-hmm. Are but, you, oh, you want to do the trivia question here? Yeah, quickly, though, I, have you watched any of these Sharknado movies? Yes. Yes, I watched the one where that doesn't surprise me. He dove in the air. I didn't see the whole one, but I wanted to. You know, there's four of them now. I, I, they're on Netflix or whatever. So I sci-fi. Like, I got to see it. So I think it's the first or second one where he dives in it with the chainsaw and he comes out of the side of it. So he gets eaten on purpose, and then he he takes the chainsaw to the side of it. Isn't that the guy from nine hundred two one zero? Yes, the guy from nine hundred two one zero. Fortunately, the shark didn't chew. Right. Well, yeah. Well, what, the shark was in the air, so he dove 
in the oh. air with the chainsaw first, and it was all one motion. And he went inside the, and then the do- and then the uh, shark landed on the ground, and then you hear from inside. The shark is the shark is breathing and blood squirting everywhere. That's plausible. And then he comes out of the side. I mentioned that because Sharknado Five is coming out, and Brett Michaels is in it. Yeah, that's typical. Brett Michaels. Yeah, that's typical. That's Sharknado awesome. Five. Global that, swarming. You know what? That does sound kind of awesome. You know who else is in it? Who? Think Greece. Imagine that. Uh, imagine Brett Michaels as John Travolta, except it's the same woman. What? Olivia Newton-John. No. Is in Sharknado 5. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do it, Olivia Newton-John. I'm still in love with you when Too I was late. nine. Comes out she on August 6th. as Sandy. Yes. Well, oh. it's on a beach, right? She's like 80 and still hot. Hot. Trying to get physical. In Sharknado well, 5. Okay. I don't want to see an Olivia Newton-John, Brett Michaels love scene. Just saying. All right. Um, <laughs> Only one would need a girdle, and it's not Olivia Newton-John. I have a trivia question for a $30 gift card for Papa John's. Papa John's, better ingredients? Better pizza. Papa John's. My favorite is banana peppers, pepperoni, sausage. So give me green call. peppers, onions, okay, and a meat. Start calling. 571-7900. Answer this. The first live sporting event... Wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We'll get the people online first because I don't want them to Google it. Oh, Oh, good call. 571-7900. Call us first. Right. Shannon, the dude, shut up. He's right. He's right. You can still Google while you're on hold. But at least the first or second person can't. And sometimes the third person's not even paying attention because these are our listeners. Don't get so upset. I have more faith in them like I do police. Unlike you. Lose by 30. They should, if they had the entire complement of players that I saw on the list, the cops would have lost by three. Just having Montrez should have been the difference. Yeah, good point. All right, uh, tell us when we have someone online. It's a, it's a, it's got a local connection. Okay. You're acting like, does it? No, I do know. Okay. I do know. Uh, that was the uncertain, yo, what's up? I do pose. want to mention uh, Rondell Moore. He's a Trinity football player. He's going to be a senior this coming year, committed to Texas. We're he's good to go. Highest... Okay, we're good to go. Now, he's, what was Charlie way, Strong recruiting him, and then he stayed with Texas? No, 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 no. I think he's. I think he likes Tom Herman. <laughs> he he was, did not have Louisville on his list. That was the big shocker is they didn't even have it on his list. Oh, and he had huge offers. He had Kentucky on his list. Including Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, but he decided to go play for the wrong, Longhorns. Congratulations to him. Longhorns. The, the I wrong see what horns. you did there. You like it? Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> uh, Rondell Moore. Great football player and great choice. Texas is a great place to play football. So have fun. Do your thing. All right. Uh, give me the first caller there. We got Ron. Hey, Ron. How are you, Ron? Ron. Good, how are you? Can you tell me for a $30 gift card to Papa John's? Better ingredients, better pizza. The first live sporting event on ESPN was what? The first oh, live. Australian rules football. New. Oh, that's a good guess, Thank though. Thank you. It is a great guess. They had, that's a great guess. Oh, they used to have tiddlywinks and all kinds of weird things when ESPN started. Give me line two. Jerry. Jerry, you're on. Jerry, how are you? Jerry. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, good. Tell me the first I, live sporting event on ESPN. I believe I know this. Uh, the Kentucky Bourbons, I, I think they played uh, Milwaukee softball at Holy Cross. 
Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Men's 19, softball. Congratulations. Number two caller got it. The 1979 matchup between the Kentucky Bourbons and Milwaukee Schlitz is professional softball. Ironically named beer. At one point, people don't realize in the 70s and the 80s, softball was huge. And teams were sponsored by beer companies and bourbon companies, and they traveled around. 40 home runs a game kind of stuff, just jacking it. I got a buddy at the gym. You know him on the lap machine? Yeah. He used to fly. They used to pay him. Like, he would fly out for a weekend game in New York. They'd pay him ten grand just to hit home runs. Wow. To just hit home runs. That's all his job was to do. So it was a huge thing. Schlitz, by the way, is good beer again. They're kind of doing the Fall City thing. We're getting yelled at. Why? Because they're not troopers. They're officers. Officers. They're officers, not troopers. I've been saying officers the whole time, no, have I, I not? I say troopers. I say officers. Officers. Except, I do that. Except I, we I, were testing you. That was a test to see if you knew. Amanda, Except I, ca- I called and the you I, I called the sergeant officer, and she wasn't fond of that mm-hmm. though. So I, I, wa- I was an officer. She didn't like us in in general at all. Well, that's expected. I wouldn't like us either. <laughs> what did you do when you walked up? I just she. I don't know what happened. What a whole group of a whole group of you grope. Okay, here, here's a whole group of you attack. Here's exactly what happened. Tony's twenty minutes late because he's doing a TV shoot. So he, he comes up. I had to get out of makeup. Comes up. And he's, he was walking, doing his strut. What? You know, something about lats or pecs or something. He walks up. And uh, someone said, I think it was the female sergeant. No, this is not. None of this no. happens. You, you said essentially I wasn't having lunch, that it was uh, a, brownie. a brownie in your car. Yes. And she said, let me smell your breath with a chicken sandwich. And you said, oh, you can taste my bread. <laughs> and then he's like, she harassed me first. <laughs> She did. She was like, "Let me smell your breath." Mm-hmm. On a brownie, right? That's Just, it's the man trying to keep me down. Yo. That's the deal, harassing a, a private citizen. She's a female. I'm a private citizen. The person trying to keep you down. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the. It's the bull man 20, trying to keep me down. 2017, dude. And I do want to say um, to my lovely bride that married me, divorced me. And married me again. Right. Uh, happy anniversary from yesterday. We spent that romantic Did you day. forget? No. Ish. No ish. She sent me a text around 10 a.m. You forgot, didn't you? Happy anniversary. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah, back at you. We spent that romantic you did day. That ditto. <laughs> you did <laughs> No, I'm alive, so I don't say ditto. <laughs> Good point. Um, so, so this we close. Spent, we spent that romantic day getting the kids ready to go to Camp Pingo. And on a field hockey field for about three hours. Oh, so we have empty nest syndrome for a week? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Somebody's sleeping naked. What's up? Mm-hmm. Once you have kids, that stops. Right. No more sleeping naked. Are you a naked sleeper? Oh, hell no. Why not? What do you, why do you say no like hell no? I feel weird naked. Really? <laughs> and I kind of look weird naked. Why? It's the <laughs> best way to sleep. I'm sure it is. It's the best way to sleep. Just never been my thing. It gets chilly at night. You blanket. Right. <laughs> It's never been my thing. I've never Would been shocked, Becky. Like if she put her like her leg. Are you naked? Right. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who snuck the fuzzy caterpillar into bed? Here's what I want you to do. Just try it tonight. Sleep naked. <laughs> okay. And tell me how it goes. Sure. If you sleep better, okay. I think you're going to sleep better tonight. Nick. I'll be nervous trying to fall asleep. Document the reaction. <laughs> 
You're not going to be nervous. Sure I am. Why are you going to be nervous? Because I'll, I'll be naked in all my dreams then. Are you, <laughs> I don't want to be laughed at. It's not right that the only time you're naked is in the shower. You should be naked more times than well, that. Well, we are sometimes, you know. But well, just, well you know, that's a different right. story. It's a thing that sometimes I just have my socks on. It's a fact of life. It's things that couples do. Mm-hmm. All right. Gilbert. Oh, brother. Hey, we're winning it. Gilbert, what's up, Gilbert. buddy? Gilbert. Oh, yes, uh, sleeping naked is the only way to go. I've always slept naked. It has caused problems in relationships, especially my relationship with the mattress salesman who insisted that I leave after testing the, the mattress naked. But, uh, and, yeah, I'm also a bedwetter, so he had a point. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Gilbert. I think we kind of suspected both. Uh, it's a natural thing. All right, short break. We'll come back uh, for hour number two. We'll talk to another officer about our ride-alongs today. Mm-hmm. It's Speed Week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. It is awesome week uh, because we get to remind you and save lives. It's seriously, we, we kid a lot, but we're trying to save someone's life. Uh, buckle up, put the phone in the back seat. We'll talk about some tips on how to avoid driving distracted or like a jerk because that's one of the things they're doing is driving Aggressively, Right. I talked to Richard today from Airstrip. They're looking for installers, and I talk about how they're not a full commission operation. So here's what they do. You can make a really good hourly wage as an experienced installer, but there are bonuses. You can make 300 bucks extra per week or more, depending on the week. But how do the bonuses go? Once you do the job and you do it properly and it's been followed up and your client is happy, then you get a bonus. Other guys will give you your bonus just by selling something that you might not have needed. That's not how AirServe operates. So if you need AirServe, 561-0011, and don't be fooled by the guys that want to get your system out really, really quickly. Get a second opinion if you're a little nervous. AirServe will come out. They can temporarily cool your home as they work on it for you. Get that second opinion. 561-0011, AirServe, the email for Richard. If you'd like to apply for a job, Richard at ASDwibble.com. All right, man, back after this, live from the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. They're going to have a huge 4th of July party. We'll talk to Amy about that next, right here on 790. AirServe proudly presents the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Hey, we are back the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. They are planning a huge 4th of July party up here next Tuesday. Fireworks and food and all that stuff. We'll talk to Amy. Uh, she's the lady that runs the place. So we'll talk to her a little, or mm-hmm. one of the persons that work here. Real uh, easy so we'll to get to. to. Simpsonville exit I-64, head toward Lexington, but stop short. You know, it's 10 minutes. If you jump on I-64 oh. from Waterson, it's 10 minutes here. I mean, I can't get through J-Town most days in less than 20, 25 No, minutes. I left iHeart and I was here in, what, 20, 25? Yeah, easily. And that was uh, best so, by the airport. So come on out. Of course, it's the Highway Safety Week. It's Speed Week. Speed Week. That's right. So today we're out the outlet shops. We went on a ride along, and we talked about aggressive driving and what they're looking for and how you can uh, – we talked about with Officer Newberry. He had – they have like a device that um, can measure the heat on the wheels of the, of the semis because a dangerous thing is those semis heating up, and they blow off. 
right? You see them on the side of the road all the time. Well, you'll see the retreads. Yeah, you'll see the treads on the side. They call them alligators or whatever. Well, and, and instead of buying new tires, they'll put new tread on it and extend yep. the life of it. Yeah, doesn't um, last that long. All right, let's get uh, let's get Officer Darnell. Yeah, Darnell on that uh, rode with you. Uh, they also uh, Officer Newberry was talking about the camera that you could see into the windshields, like uh, like from the overpasses. So if you're Let's say you're texting and driving. It's got a little distance on it, and it can take a little little, little picture, print it out, so when they pull you over, you can kind of go, hey, is this you? Right. Texting as you roll through the under uh, the underpass. How are you, mister? Oh, all right, how are you all doing? Good to see you. Darnell. Now, we did it the old-fashioned way. We were sitting around a band and surprised a dark blue minivan from the state of Florida going 86 in a 70. Now, when you've got so many cars coming up behind you, how do you know which one's going 86? Hi. Well, you've kind of got a, it's a practice thing, you know, you've got to get used to it. Uh, you also, you learn the speed when you go through the class to take a radar, to be able to operate the radar. You have to be able to guesstimate the speed within two miles an hour without the radar. So just based on the size of the vehicle, how they're approaching you, what lane they're in, are they passing other cars? you kind of learn and know which vehicle is the one that's targeted because it could be in the middle lane. Mm -hmm. It could not be in the fast lane. It could be in the slow lane. Or you could be picking up a vehicle that's actually behind other cars that are going slower. So you have to to wait, watch. And sometimes you'll get a reading. You won't know which car it is. You have to wait for the next one because you want to make sure you're getting the right person. And you knew we had a rental car right off the the bat. But you still, you approach... On the right-hand side, partly because of traffic and also away from the driver. Right. And you have your hand near your gun just in case. And, and how soon before you figure out, okay, this is kind of just a normal normal couple going too fast? Well, I wouldn't say there's ever a normal traffic stop. It's always something different, even though it may seem the same, even though it's the same routine going through. You don't want to ever look at it as normal because you don't know when something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that blink of an eye. It's that one second that something goes on that, and then, then you're lost. Then you're in a predicament. Did so. you? Uh, did you have his back? Oh yeah. You were in the. You were in the shotgun. Right. Well, Was there literally a shotgun there, like locked in there? Yeah. He, he unlocked the cabinet for me. Gave he, me a little right, tutorial. Gave me a little shotgun. He wasn't going to be a whole lot of help. He was locked in the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if something goes down, you're in the back of the oh, yeah. car. You're like trying to explain this to people. Yeah, fish in a barrel. <laughs> right. And like if you would have grabbed the little uh, the walkie-talkie thing and called in the code, whatever. <laughs> There's a code officer down. Right. <laughs> I didn't have a walk. I, we had nothing back no, there. We could, were. He couldn't even reach it. There's a screen. So. Uh, and and climate control is not there for the criminals, by the way. They uh they uh <laughs> sweat it out back there. No, Drive no, slower next time and be nice. There's no vents back there. Oh that's no, right. it's right. It's a little screen. Yeah, well, look, get your face up against. They it. don't put that vent back there because if you they, you can find a crevice to hide something, they're going to hide something back mm-hmm, there or put something through it. Uh, drive aggressively. That's what we're talking about today with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Describe driving aggressively in the best way you can well it's uh speeding uh it's driving um reckless driving uh there's several different things uh, the lane that you use the speed that you're going where you are in relationship to other vehicles uh what kind of vehicle you're in if you're driving 65 but you're in a semi you can drive aggressively at 65 instead of it's a passenger vehicle and you're going 85, it might be a little bit different. I've never understood uh, the mindset of this driver. I'm not in the passing lane. I'm in the lane next to that on the right. So the passing lane is wide open. I'll see somebody barreling up behind me, 
instead of just going around me in either lane, get right up on my bumper. I just keep doing what I'm doing. Eventually, they get frustrated and go around me. The heck is what? What? Wow. Go around me to start with. You never can tell. So many states have so many different laws. A lot of people don't understand that you have to get over state of the right. You know, uh, like he was saying, people from Ohio they don't like to get over to the right hand <laughs> side. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, you never know what people are thinking, and their excuse when you come up to the car is always right. different. So, uh, What's the craziest story you've heard? Craziest story. Baby being born in the hospital, something like that? You mean, no, you mean in crazy. a car or a hospital? Either one. You said a hospital. That's not really crazy. No, that's, that's the excuse. Crazy. Oh, the like excuse. Like, my, my wife's in labor. Speaking. I'm going 95 oh, and a 55. What an excuse. Craziest excuse. I stopped, a, I stopped a lady going on 127. She was probably about 30 miles over the limit. And she said, I'm trying to get to my parents' house because they've called 911, but 911 won't come to their house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far out. And I was like, no, if you call them an ambulance, they're coming. Right. It might take them a while to get there. Right. I said, how far away are you? She said, well, I'm in Georgetown, and, and they're in Harrodsburg. So she had been traveling that speed for a pretty good while, I would guess. But. Did, what uh, was the emergency? Do we know? Do you think uh, it was true? You gave her the ticket. Yeah, she got the ticket. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Got yeah. The ticket. Yeah, I, I said, you know, if you got to be in a hurry, fine, but you're an hour away. EMS is going to beat you by four oh, or five yes. minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's yeah. a real emergency, they'd go, you know, right. they'd be there. And sometimes you, sometimes if you're, if it's the emergency is that important, you take the ticket. It's just it's, it's what it is. You shouldn't speed, but that is. Distracted, a problem, put the phone in the back seat. I was telling Officer Newberry that the iOS updates soon on your iPhone will include not an app, but part of the phone. That if you just turn it on, it's like turn on your notes or turn on whatever, uh, that it, the phone will detect whether you're in a car or not in traveling, and it will turn off your text and, and email and send those when I'm you get driving back. right now. I'm driving right, right now and get back to you. So <laughs> hopefully that technology, Officer Darnell, will help in the in the future. And right? People use it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, technology is a big help, or can be a big help if we use it right. Uh, you know, from 20 years ago when people weren't texting as much as they are now. That's been a technology's created a problem. So help, hopefully, technology will fix itself and take away some of the distractions. But I mean, even even if you're reading a newspaper or, or eating a sandwich when you're going down the road, that could be distracted because you're not paying attention to what's in front of you. You're not using two hands, whatever. Has anybody ever hit, uh, handed the license with like a twenty dollar bill underneath it? No. Mm-hmm. Tickets no. like rock concert tickets. No. A donut. Uh, no. A donut. A donut, no. Yeah, donut. A, uh, a, a blouse unbuttoned. Oh, I don't know how they got there. A blouse unbuttoned all the way down. <laughs> I, I can't say that hasn't happened. It doesn't, it doesn't normally help. A girl's so. got to do what a girl's got to do, right? Yeah, I've right. yeah, um, seen many people cry as I walk away. So. Oh, I dare. I dare, because it's difficult. All right, officer, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, thank you all very all much. Right. Blue lights apl- across the bluegrass, not just about writing tickets, saving lives. That's right. Distracted driving is a huge problem. And we uh, all ages. We every time I go on the ride around, and we say, "Well, I've gone four years in a row." We always learn something new. Mm-hmm. We always learn something new, and it's and it's great. It's a it's a great time, and we appreciate their time as they take us around and uh, babysit the DJs as we do our job. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Speed Week tomorrow we'll be at Mike O'Connell's uh, office downtown. We'll talk about what happens when you get caught by these guys. 
And the next step in the process and what will happen. Points taken from your license, suspension, fines, fees. And then on Wednesday we'll be at Tark. This is the same route we've done for years and years. Happiest bunch of people that work at Tark. Tark is the best. It's one of the best shows we do all year long. Now, don't lose your license on purpose so you can get to know the Tark people. Right. But if that happens to you, it's not going to be awful. And, and I don't want to jinx it, but we have yet to meet an unhappy person that works at Tark. They don't let him be like, there. I know. We've done You're it gone. four years in a row, and it's always like, this is maybe the most fun we have every year is going to Tark. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we gave away a pizza last hour. Uh, Papa John's. Better ingredients. Better pizza. Papa John's. I've seen you, I've seen you eyeing these tickets here. No, I brought. The, I got my latest communication from the Green Bay Packers as an owner. You see, yeah, I get that's right, that's right. I get this right here. See, shareholder, share shareholder, right there. Yeah, let me see the tickets. These there. are our tickets right here, my friend. Four. Why do you have four tickets? So you can bring friends. Oh, so they don't have to be owners, but we can go to the annual. Do the non-friends get to vote on what's happening too? No, you can't vote, but. It's part of the clout of being an owner. Oh, it's at Lambeau Field, you too. You can go right. Oh. It's like a two- or three-day activity fest. Shannon was laughing at these. I mean, talking about these earlier. You get private tours. And of he the said, what goes on there? And you go, activities. activities. Private tour of the stadium, <laughs> obviously. The new Town District. Uh, I think get to vote on all of these uh, board members I've never heard of before. I think it's a neat distraction. Sure it is. I think it's uh, something you'll never have. No, I, I don't want. To I don't a, want. I don't want to, to be a partner of the Steelers. Well, we'll take it. The Roonies, the Roonies do a good job, okay? Yeah, they, they're doing just fine. Okay. It's Monday, July 24th, and there'll be a special code. If I can't make it, I can watch it online. So, uh, and I, I can call Mike McCarthy or Ted Thompson to get more tickets if we need them. So if, Shannon, you got a couple people that want to go, I'll make the call. And we'll just make uh, there is a... Let me see here. Fandom Fest. There's going to be a Sharknado. Thank you, Olivia. Speaking of Sharknado, Ian, Ian, the guy's name. This is like the Comic-Con of Louisville, this Fandom Fest. Ian Ziering is the guy's name. What was he in? Was he in 90210? That's it. He's going to be there speaking at Fandom Fest. Which Sharknado is he in? Uh, All of them, I think. Oh, okay. Jan wants to know who won the game, basketball game Saturday. The Louisville contingency won, but only by six points. Right. Okay? All right. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, so I was wrong on that one, by the way. Very good. I was. I, I said was the wrong. police would hang, and they did more than hang. Well, Shane Bahannon didn't show up. Mm. A lot police, of re- police are somewhere, and Shane Bahannon didn't show up. All right. And then Go Tim figure. Henderson. Tim Henderson didn't show up. He's still, Amy, he's still upset Amy? about the banner Come thing. Come on over, Amy. Come on, Amy. Amy's coming over. Amy's like, what am I getting myself into here? How are you? I'm well. How are you? Yes. What a gorgeous day. I mean, could you ask for a better place to be? No. On a day like today? No. And you brought the horse around here. Well, yeah. I mean, Did we're in the bluegrass, right? Did you paint that yourself? <laughs> no. If you, if I were to paint this, it would look <laughs> nothing like that. You know what's and, awesome about this place? You drive out of the out of the state or up up I sixty five aways, and you'll see outlet malls that used to be something, and now they're. Not anything, but you guys are jam-packed with the best tenants, and you've been here now three years? It'll be three years next month, yeah. Well, uh, we're almost at the end of June, so yeah, next month. Everything everything I'm wearing right now is from Express right. at this location. And and we're, like, Except right outside the door. Target. <laughs> He's not wearing any. Don't listen to him. Yeah, I'm not. So do you, do you get the groups, like the gaggles of, like, girl trips? They'll get a hotel room nearby, spend a couple of days shopping. Yeah, or guys. Yeah. 
We do. We do. We get a lot of requests. Um, you know, where do we go when we come? What hotel should we stay at? There's oh, a that's cool. Of, we have the motor coaches that roll in, yeah. open their doors. and <laughs> Let's um, go shopping. Group of ladies. Sometimes <laughs> matching T-shirts. Oh, oh that's always cool. fun. One's got a veil. You know which one's that? <laughs> Sucker. Uh all right, but 4th of July party, it's happening here on Tuesday, July 4th. You have a whole host of things going on after hours, right? Yeah, so that really kind of uh, is an end cap to our weekend of, of sales that we have going on. Mm-hmm. So we'll be having our 4th of July sidewalk sales starting on Friday the 30th, going all the way through the And you're talking 50 60 70% <laughs> off already your crazy prices here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Things will be wheeled out on the sidewalk. That's where you're going to find the best That's deals. Awesome. yes. Um, and then we have uh, a great partnership with the city of Simpsonville, which we're so pleased to be uh, seated situ- uh, in, um, where they will be hosting a spectacular fireworks display called the boom here on on the fourth yeah and they've got a the company now it has a, a really cool name and now i forgot what the name of the company was and it was I knew from you out were of town ask me that. right it was a, from out of town but it was really it, it sounded like i've got to see this fireworks show yeah i think it was based it, they're based out of indianapolis yes and they bring yeah it down. yep mm-hmm. that's right so even if you're not shopping you come out hang out in the parking lot watch the fireworks yeah but you got to do a little shopping. well you have to yeah, do that can't sure come here and not do some no shopping. you can't but you could try <laughs> go with yeah. me we'll find some yeah, absolutely. We'll find something. <laughs> uh, Amy, what do you do here? Uh, I am the marketing director for right. the outlet shops. And how many people are you it? That's it's You're it. Yes, <laughs> for marketing. Yes. You're the marketing but department. We have a great You're team the marketing department. That oversees lots of other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad for your success in the Fort July party. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, come out, have some food, go to Johnny Rockets, get a great burger. There you go. Shannon the dude already did that. Yeah. Yes, he did. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. All right, Amy, it's really great to meet you, and we'll see you on the 4th. Sounds great. Thanks All for right, coming. All right, cool. Thanks, Thanks Amy. Shopping Thanks. at the outlet uh, shops of the Bluegrass. Simpsonville exit off I-64 to the right, unless you're coming from Lexington. Then it's to the left. Uh, all right. Uh, we talked a little golf earlier, uh, but we do want to recap the boxing that happened on Saturday night. A huge success. Almost 3,000 sold tickets at Freedom Hall, which is a, a little bit less than what they wanted, but it was still a big success because they really kind of shortened it up, and a lot of the seats are right around the ring, and there were some spectacular fights, including Carlos Dixon. He won in 31 seconds, knocking out a gentleman that had never been knocked out, again, with a left hook. And that wasn't knocking out one of us. That was knocking out in 31 seconds another yes. promising professional boxer. Yep. Good start. I think he's 8-0 now. Yep. Um, and the one of the big storylines. No, the other guy, Flash, was seven zero and one heading in. One of the biggest storylines, John McEnroe, is in the news. Oh, I know, I saw this. He's, oh my gosh, this is great. He says Andy Warhol ruined my sex life. Did he really? That's I part of that his part. deal. Okay, oh yeah, I missed that part. Because every party that he went to, he's trying to get his game on. I'm number six in the world. Either he wouldn't get let into a party, right, or he'd be at the party. Yeah. And there's Warhol with his camera shoving it in your face and messing up his mojo. Oh man. Come on, dude. Uh, John McEnroe. John McEnroe wanted to get his 15 minutes in. Uh, he What's said, up? He said, on, <laughs> he said that Serena Williams is the best female player ever. But if she was in the men's circuit, she'd be ranked around 700. <laughs> so he's saying not just Serena Williams would be ranked 700 in the men's side. He's saying she's the best player ever. So the best women's player ever would have 699 men's players in front of her. He's not inaccurate. 
that's a little well, little low. Th- there was that's a little low. Serena and Venus both played the 150th ranked man, and they both lost like six two six two. Ranked 150. When did they do that? Oh, five, ten years ago. I forget. That's been a while. In their prime. Yeah, in their prime. Oh, absolutely. No, there's just a different speed. She is the most physically gifted, powerful female player to ever play the game. But the female body is not the male body. And 700 might be pushing it a tad, but not by a ton. Well, one's... (laughs) No, Some plumbing is inside, and (laughs) some have outdoor plumbing. Stop. Depends on where you're raised. (laughs) Right. Hey, look, I've done that talk. It can be awkward. How do I explain this? <laughs> How'd Jackie take it? <laughs> she understood. Mm-hmm. Um, but any blowback you think happens from this or not? No. 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 Because then you have to go prove it's not accurate. I mean, you can say it and then be mad about it, but go ahead and find number 700 and have a match. But it's she's not going to give John McEnroe the time of day. She doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. I haven't seen where um, she has said anything back. And she right? shouldn't. Right. Uh, five seven one seventy nine hundred. You got a problem with what he said? Is it inaccurate? Should she be? Don't know why he said it, but it's it's not inaccurate. Yep. Um, okay. So give us a call if you've got any take on what's going on with sports, including if you went out to that boxing on Saturday night, what your overall thought was of how entertaining it was. They had twelve bouts, which included two um, amateur bouts. Uh, they moved Carlos Carlos Dixon's match match to the end. Uh, they were he was going to fight somewhere in the middle, but they said, you know what, we're going to put you in the prime mm-hmm. time and put you after the heavyweight fight. So half the people were there to see him. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I got something for you here if you yeah. have some extra money to spend. Okay. Maybe in your bedroom. The dance floor that John Travolta used to spark the disco craze. Oh, it's all and yeah, sat it's craze sale. And Saturday Night Fever is on sale. Red, yellow, and blue. It's all lit up. It's on the auction block. The profiles in history Hollywood auction. How much do you suppose that dance floor would sell for? I'm going to say I'm going to say $105,000 times 10. A million dollars? Between 1 and 1 and a half million dollars. No way. Is what is expected. Oh, people. go go back and buy that Beamer. You can afford that. Oh my lord. Are you kidding me? There's a also million a dollars also a used floor. R2D2 from the set of Star Wars also. Not sure how much that's going to go used? for. What do you mean used? Because they, they used it in the movie. All right. I mean, it wasn't used like C3PO. I, I, don't, I don't know. Close the, you, close the curtain. I don't know. Not like I that. Don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a used well, it was in the movie. Is it an actual robot that's now broken down? I'm not sure if the little Kenny Baker guy was in it or not. I don't think he comes with it. If it was, I, don't, I think he passed away. Oh, yeah, he probably so, did. They could put his urn in there. Since he looked older when he did that movie. He did. In 1976. Those guys live forever. And the guy that does C3PO still does the voice. What guys, what people live forever? The guys that do Star Wars movie, except for Carrie Fisher. Oh. So, no, some of the guys, I mean, the guy in the Chewbacca suit still alive, right? Yeah, he is. Ha- he James is. Earl Jones is still with us? That's yes. 40 years ago. Yes, yes. C-3PO, is it Williams is his last name. He's still kicking. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back. If anything you want to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Or the Twitter line is up and running. Bark and Supply, East Jefferson Street. Stop on by. Oh. And, and hit them up. The, the 4th of July party that's going on, look, the sale goes on until the 12th. And what they're going to do is package four uh, different appliances into one price. So this is where you Oh, so you get to, your whole kitchen. You get the whole kitchen. So if you want to pick the stove, the dishwasher, the refrigerator, and a microwave, you're rolling. 
All four of those, and this is where you're really going to save money, and you basically not just get her or yourself or the family a new refrigerator, you get a whole new kitchen. And that price is going to be uh, amazing. So what you got to do is go by and pick out the appliances at Bargain Supply, East Jefferson Street, in the Nulu area. Of course, GE, Samsung, LG, all of the top names. And you can pair all four of them together to package them together. So that sale, the 4th of July sale, is on till July 12th. All right. Back to this short break at the outlet Shops of the Bluegrass with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety on 7 9 there you go, $1.5 million, and that dance floor could be yours. Live with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety at the Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass in Simpsonville. All right, uh, beautiful day. My oh, gosh. man. Why are you uh, sunburnt? You, uh, what were you doing this I weekend? I was outside this weekend. Oh, what did I mean, you do? That was the. This is the pointing you, you smart ass, <laughs> to what, what you did this weekend. Well, we had T-ball games with the grandkids oh, on Saturday. Oh, how uh, they don't keep score. Who knows? Okay. Did he get on base? Yes. Everyone gets on base, What do you mean everyone gets on base? Because they can't field yet. Oh. Nobody gets out. Oh, Nobody God. catches anything. Oh, my God. Nobody tags anybody. Oh, my God. I remember those days. That yeah, sucks. I mean, just, that's great. No, no. They have fun. Most of them have fun. So we did that. And then yesterday we had another kid's birthday party for our neighbor, Lorelai, who turned nine. And we took the grandson over there. So we were at the pool in Buckner. We did our show there a couple summers ago. Let kids have fun. Tell you what, time passes really slowly at a child's birthday party without alcohol. No, I guarantee it. Oh, my word. Yes, it's like... Two to five felt like two to five days. Oh, my God, you did three hours at a birthday party? Oh, yeah. Woo! And the water was too cold to get in. You should get a badge. I should. Um, There's another story, and I think Leland sent it to me, of a nine-year-old receiving a college scholarship. Wow. From not like some... Northern Kent State or whatever, some small college. Hey, Illinois. You know, USC. Well, they're, they're a little desperate there, Illinois. I hear you, but this is, I, I, don't, I don't get, I don't understand how they don't so realize. So he's finished high school at the age of nine. He is, what? He's finished high school at the age of nine, is going to college? No, at- they've offered him a college scholarship. Oh, okay. A football scholarship. Okay. Did I say not? Did I say football? Well, I was just trying to figure. It's like like a Sheldon Cooper was eleven when he finished high school. Oh well, I know no. he's not real. No, I don't. I don't think this kid is that. Smart. So, what sport could you possibly? Or is this a legacy thing where mom and dad are elite athletes from this school? So they just figure. There's another one uh, that has a nine year old, but it's it's T Martin's son, right? And he's a oh and, yeah, and one of the coaches offered him. But the problem is, it's not becoming unusual. Is that they're offering fourteen and fifteen year old scholars college scholarships. And I, and I don't understand that process. If you're a football coach, you know you can't offer someone well, this a, is probably 15 a, a scholarship. A byproduct of the guy when asked why you chose this school. Well, they were in on me first. No one says they that. They were in on me from the beginning. That's, that, that's, that is not the reason. Well, the thing is, this is, it's not binding anymore anyway. So the second you stop growing, if you don't grow into a defensive lineman and stop at about 5'8", a buck 80, you're not getting that scholarship. No. Uh, it just looks stupid. Again, I, I said it on Leland's show earlier today because we were talking about this subject, and I was like, the nine-year-old, 
on your third grade team that's the super stud will end up being a mathlete and out of the game at seventh grade. And the kid that was p- picking dandelions and not interested in anything you had to say as a coach right. is the super stud as a freshman. Probably. Because you don't know. Not at nine. You don't know. Wait till they're, don't tw- know. Wait till they're 12. I mean, yeah, right. come on. My gosh, you don't know. But the problem is, okay, you're going to offer somebody at 14. That ruins their life, by the way. It ruins their life. Oh, you see, that's the guy that has a, a football scholarship to USC at 14 years old. Yeah, that, that does wonders for his life. It doesn't, trust me. It sets him up for failure. So appreciate to get publicity for your football program. You're going to ruin a youngster's life. What's the school? Is it Illinois? I, I think it is Illinois. I gotta... Lo- that's Lovey Smith now, by the way. The odds, of, the odds of Lovey Smith being the coach at Illinois by the time this kid is 18 years old are slim. The odds of 90% of college football coaches being where they are nine years from now, very slim. It's a meaningless offer. Who is on line one? It's Mark. Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Are there any details on the size of that kid, the nine-year-old? Uh, no. I, I, I ask that because right here in Louisville at Olmstead Academy, uh, I had the pleasure, my son, of playing in the Future Stars game last week. And we had he played alongside a 13-year-old from Olmstead Academy, who was six foot five, 343 pounds. Whoa! Check um, his paper. Wait a minute. Back up. Probably back. makes sense. Back up. How how old? How old? He was 13 years old, yeah. six foot five, and 343 yep. pounds. Yep. And one of the sweetest kids you'll ever meet. He was great yep. to be around for that, that yep. four days. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. Lenny. No, I. My son John played against uh, several kids that were thirteen or fourteen, and they were six four, two eighty. How does that happen? I've never seen a three, a three, three bills and more. Only one player over three bills, and he could move. I mean, he could move. He had good feet, and he could move. Not not just a tub that you can just go around. I mean, there were kids. That you just call just, a child a tub. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, that you could. Well, that's how we describe it in practice. Go around him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Try not to run through the thing uh, But I've, I've seen those kids before. Again, there's no telling whether the kid is going to continue to play. Okay? Um, and it, whether he has interest in tomorrow playing. Well, and right? here, here's how Lovey, I'm not sure it's Illinois or not because I don't, didn't see the story, but Lovey Smith keeps his job or any coach keeps his job by winning games now, not promising a strangely physically gifted nine-year-old who may or may not be there in nine years? I don't. No. I don't get it at all. No, not at all. Not Maybe at all. it's Illinois it's, Urbana. Even as if, even if he's a freshman or a sophomore, it's too early. I mean, it's just too many things happen along the way. Injuries, you don't develop. He never gets better. Like you're always thinking, oh, he's really good right now, but he's going to get better uh, later. No, that's why a lot of college basketball uh, programs you see Florida Gulf Coast being good. Why are they good? Because. A lot of players make that leap between their junior and senior years when recruiting for the big schools has been done. It's mm-hmm. over. So all of a sudden, a kid grows three or four inches when he turns from 20 to 21, which happens all the time. And he gets an outside shot. He's added a shot to his low post player. So now that kid probably belongs at Cincinnati, not Florida Gulf Coast, right? Right. So, And that's why you get in. You get in on these guys late in the game. Well, and there's nothing automatic. Remember all the stories, I guess since he was maybe even in middle school, on Jimmy Clausen. Remember Jimmy Clausen was the next campus guy, had all the physical yes. tools, yes. went to all the right camps, yes. had all the evaluations done, could go to any college that he wants. He's going to be an NFL Hall of Famer. Whoops. Went to Notre Dame. 
had an okay career. Oh, yes. Was in the league for a little while. Yes. But he was the can't-miss guy that did all the right things, checked all the boxes as to what you need to do physically and then also training-wise. Ended up being eh at the end of the day. Uh, nine-year-old gets scholarship. Uh, new Florida Atlantic coach Lane Kiffin. Offered, oh, offered. Wait, this is another. Uh, Should have known. Offered rising eighth grader Caden Martin, the son of T. Martin. Uh, he will be the class of 2022. Uh, Kiffin also offered a California quarterback who just finished sixth grade. Lane Kiffin will. Con- Lane Kiffin will consider his career a failure if he's still there in 2022. Okay, a nine-year-old. In Los Angeles, Havon Finney recently received an offer from Nevada. Nevada. The news reported Sorry, Lovey Smith. Lovey. Oh, my gosh. The nine-year-old's got a trainer. The news was reported by his trainer, Mike Evans, a former Louisville football player. Local uh, thing. Yeah. Another one of Evans' clients, a 10-year-old Bunchy Young. 10-year-old Bunchy Young got an offer from Illinois earlier this month. Okay, sorry, Lovey. It is you, too. It is you, too, Chief. (laughs) Also. That is ridiculous. You're ruining these children's lives. The YouTube video of Bunchy playing football has 800,000 views. (laughs) What could Bunchy be doing so spectacularly at 10? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Gary Gupton... Works for the governor now, I think. Uh-huh, I think in, so. In media or something. Uh, he, te- he tells a story all the time. When he was in Florida covering high school football in Florida, that they had a player that changed the rule. Like, they named the rule after him to where you could only have a certain amount of touchdowns per player. Like, they just had to enact it in this football That's league That's something Florida. you want your name on. Right. Not a disease. You're the Dave Jennings rule. Dave Jennings right. rule. He can only score five touchdowns. It's not Dave Jennings and that's syndrome. It. And that's it. Because the, every time he touched the ball, he would score. They changed the rules for him in this football league. Never played in college. Never played in, high, in, uh, in, in the NFL. Disappeared. Never changed the rule. Every time he touched the ball, touchdown. There was a guy similar to that. Somebody will know this. He was talked about, and on the show a couple of times, Joe B. and Denny, legendary guy from the mountains that scored an obscene amount of points and obscene amount of rebounds, you think, right. was a can't-miss guy. Just kind of faded away from basketball. Right. I wish I could think of his name now. Somebody will know that. Did he become the ag? Uh, he did not. He did not. As well before that. Okay. Well before that. Okay, I got you. Uh, but that's how it goes. That's why. And it, you don't do the kid any favors. So now as YouTube gets 800,000 hits, you're nine. You could probably process. You're 10 years old. You could probably process. You can have income if you regularly get 800,000 hits. Um, Tonight, by the way, we saw this news probably, what, six months ago? Your first look tonight at Big Three. That's Ice Cube's new three-on-three professional basketball league. Yes. Allen Iverson is in it. Rashad McCants, to name a couple. Players have to be over 30 to play. It's four three-on-three matchups, play up to 60 points. Half court, shorter shot clock. Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports Go at 8 o'clock tonight if you want to see Big 3. Again, you get to 60 and the game's over. Right. I kind of like that rule. No, it's kind of interesting. That is. We'll see if it catches on. I have my doubts. I think they're looking for the younger demo, right? Like you and I are already done. College basketball. But this is over 30 league. Now, I guess if this works out, then maybe some guys in their 20s can do this. The tournaments are huge that travel around. All the hoop festivals. Yeah, but things. they're huge because the, the old high school star can be a star again. Sure. 
I mean, I, I don't know if this is going to translate. What channel can I watch it on? Fox Sports 1 Fox. or Fox okay, Sports I got that. Go. I got that channel. Right. I've got to search for 25 it, minutes to find it. But it it just depends it. on the optics. I mean, you see a lot of fast breaks, full-court basketball plays yeah. that are exciting. In this one, you got to go half-court and turn around, right? It just, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, 571-7900 if you want to get on the, on the, the topic here. Genesis Diamond, Chilwell Plaza next to Trader Joe's. Uh, you stop in the Genesis, and this month only, it ends 6 o'clock on Saturday. So 6 o'clock on Saturday, the sale ends, which is great break on the diamonds and the jewelry, but also five years, 60 months, zero interest, just divide the payment into 60, and you're rolling. So that diamond stud earring, earrings that you want to buy her that you couldn't afford before, you can now do that. Uh, I hear Wendy talking about... You can buy a ring for your girl, and it's basically, or a piece of jewelry for your girl, and basically spend about per month what you do on designer coffee a day, right? So that's the deal. She gets what she deserves, and you look like a hero. Genesis Diamonds, Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's, this amazing sale is going to end Saturday at 6 p.m. Let's grab David and Steve before we take a What's break. Up, Dave? David. I tell you what, I got your guy that's. Scored an insane amount of points and rebounds and just kind of went away. And the only reason I know this is because my deceased father, God rest his soul, used to talk about this guy. His name was King Kelly Coleman. That's it. Yes, King Kelly Coleman. That's it. Legend. Yes, right. I knew that. If I knew that's who you're talking about. Right. He's got a famous name because Joe B. talks about him every Sweet 16. Yes. It's amazing. Thanks, I tell you what, my dad passed on March third. God bless you, old man. Oh, sorry. See, it, it, it's 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 amazing the, the the things that you remember. You know, there's a lot of things that I that I wish I'd remembered that he had told me. This is just <laughs> one of those no, insignificant oh. pieces of trivia. Every day. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry about your loss, man. Losing pops is a tough one. I'm sorry, uh, buddy. You know that. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to still have him. Yep. I'm probably overstating a little bit, but this is like, you're talking like 35, 25 kind of guy per game kind of crazy stuff. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, the stats are well, obscene. And uh, then I guess he played smaller than you would think college basketball and then just sort of, eh, the stats, faded away. The I'm not sure. The stats I don't understand, we're going to get to uh, Mark here in a second. I, the stats I don't understand, or Steve, I'm sorry, um, are the ones like Mike Grosso that we used to work with that averaged 20 rebounds a game in yeah. NFL. Like. How many possessions were there? Like, is there? Did you, what was the style of basketball that you could average twenty rebounds? They should have made a rule. You get ten rebounds, the and Mike then Grosso, you, you sit the down. Mike Grosso rule, right? All right, Steve. What's up? You're on with the dogs, Steve-O. They did an interview with Coleman, and he didn't just go away. He chose not to play college basketball. He didn't play college basketball anywhere. When he graduated from high school. He went to work. He thought games were over with. It's time to go to go make a living. Oh well, yeah. There you go. That's a reason. He sure. still had the skills. Just said, not going to do it in college. And physically, I'm not sure how he would have made out at the highest level. But <laughs> Kentucky, obviously, is maybe the best to ever play in the state. So yeah, just decided that was it. Okay, I had my time, made my well, shots, and that's time a way, to make some money. And you know what? That's a way for him to talk about you forever. Yep. 2017, the afternoon underdogs are talking about King Kelly Coleman because he didn't play. If King he Ke- hung if, him up, if King Kelly Coleman ended up being a bench warmer at Kentucky or, or washed out in the pros or played overseas, now still has the numbers, but not quite the mystique, right? Would you eat lots of pasta this weekend? Lots of pasta this weekend. We had a pizza, obviously. 
and we did uh, we did a pasta dish. Becky did. I, I wish I had the name of them, but they look like a, a funky look curly pasta. Some of them open up into like a ravioli. Some turn into spaghetti. It's really cool. It's like being a kid again. So we do that pasta. I'll get the name of it and get back to you. She puts a little olive oil in, a little pesto, one of the lots of pasta sauces, some fresh spinach and basil, and we toss that kind of stuff all the time. And one thing we noticed with lots of pasta pasta is we're eating our, our second bowl of angel hair pasta and realizing it's not bothering my insides. After cutting back on carbs, if I have a big bowl of, like, cremette spaghetti, it hurts my tummy. Good stuff does not. And lots of pasta has lots of good stuff. Good stuff. And the latest thing from the deli is the maple-cured roast turkey breast, <laughs> which is awesome. I love when a grown man says tummy. Tummy. Oh, you like Makes it? Makes my tummy up fat. It, it does. <laughs> But lots of pasta point, never. Point on the bear where it makes it uncomfortable. <laughs> right here, doctor. Right here, doctor. That's Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> All right, one more caller before we get to Tummy break. sounds better than fuel tank Brent, for a sex machine. You're on with the dogs. Lots of pasta, Louisville.com. Hey, guys. And now I'm just thinking about Dave's tummy. But, um, <laughs> hey. I, you know, I, I, it's I not bad. got in the car and um, I heard the King Kelly Coleman discussion, and I got excited because I just, like, randomly read a book about this guy. I didn't know who he was, and randomly read a book at a relative's house. It was sitting on the shelf, and family function pick up, started reading it. Anyway, he did play college basketball. Did I, did I misunderstand the previous caller who said he did? I thought he did, play too. College. What's that? I thought he did, like, a Kentucky Wesleyan or something like that. Yeah, it was Kentucky Wesleyan, and he was, I think, uh, I see average 30 points a game. But then the book, they talk about this guy, like, later in life, 25, 26 years old, would just show up at gyms in uh, eastern Kentucky out there where he was from and uh, be half, you know, half in the tank, you know, half south, and, and just go light it up, hit 15, 23s in a row, and put on his jacket and leave. So apparently the guy was a beast, but it was a good read. So I, I can't remember oh. the title of the book, but it's worth reading. Yeah, Steve, I have a question for you because I've been to a lot of family functions. Which one has you looking at the bookshelf? What, what? <laughs> Well, uh, my brother is a—he's uh, actually a lawyer. He's got a lot of books, a lot of hardback books, and they're, most of them are related to sports topics, which we're a big sports family. So, uh, you know, you're sitting there after dinner. I think it was, uh, gosh, it may have been Father's Day, and uh, just picked up this book and started looking at it. Took it home, read it in a couple nights, but uh, it's worth the read. It's a good read. Good call. Great call. Yeah, awesome. He did play college basketball. I thought he did, but I thought it was, you would think Kentucky or Louisville or a big school in the state or any school in the country with those kind of numbers. And, yeah, smaller than you would think. Short break. Uh, we're on the road. First day of Speed Week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety at the Outlets uh, Mall or Outlet Shops Shop of the Bluegrass yes. on 790. Blue lights across the bluegrass. Many reasons why they could show up behind you. And if that happens, and if you end up in a little bit of trouble, you could end up at the courthouse where we will be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if you lose your license after that court visit, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tark. We'll be at the Tark Lounge on Wednesday, part of Speed Week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Officer Newberry! Newberry! Officer Newberry! You are being summoned. I'm summoning you. Okay, so it's Officer Newberry. What do the state police, what is, so Trooper is out. For, for my title, yes, sir. Okay. Um, we had a great talk, and it was, it's amazing because you and I have done this ride before, and to tell you the truth, on the way over here today, I was like, man, we've gone four times. I was like, what am I going to learn today? But it was totally different topics that we talked about today on how to drive on the expressway and, and be safer. Right and uh, and driving like a jerk, 
uh, is not a good idea. Tailgating, um, speeding, having your phone out while you're driving is a terrible idea, and you have new technology to sort of catch you doing that, right? Oh, absolutely. We've we've been uh, very fortunate this year through federal funding and federal grants, uh, grant monies that came through that allowed us to purchase uh, thermal imaging cameras. And I think you mentioned uh, at the last break we had talked about the um, camera. The camera. It's the image stabilization camera, uh, which allows us to take a photo uh, of ultra clarity uh, violations uh, from an overpass. So you're on the overpass. The car's uh, 500 feet away. Roughly, yes. Okay, and then if and they have gotta, their and, phone up. And you're going to think they're traveling 80 miles an hour. They're traveling 80 miles an hour. That's right. That's That would be it, right. That would be tough to get. And they've got the phone up. Correct. So you go click, and print it out right there. Well, it doesn't print. Oh, you have uh, a digital and, and, and just, picture of it. It's a digital copy, but, uh, and it's, it's available right there in, in very contrast accuracy. I think I told you that I could tell you what color shirts you were wearing, right. what color your buttons were right. with this piece of equipment. Right. So it's a very... Uh, very good piece of equipment, uh, and then the thermal camera, which you know detects the heat, uh, the heat stamp or the heat uh, marker on big trucks. Uh, now, on, on road trips, we'll pass by somebody going really slowly. We'll go around, we'll look, and on the telephone, and then five minutes later, go zooming by. A phone call must be over. Do you have telltale signs of distracted driving as you are watching people drive? Well. And it's funny that you ask the telltale signs is they resemble uh, an impaired or intoxicated driver mm. because you know, it's the same actions, you know, weaving side to side, running off the fog line or, or crossing into another lane without signal. Um, and you can you can pretty much determine either that person is impaired or that person is distracted while while those behaviors are uh, present. Uh, we learned a lot today and I appreciate uh, all of the help that you do and, and all of your uh, all of the uh, men and women that do what you do, and summer is obviously a really busy time for you. Oh, absolutely! Everybody's um, and it's it's one of those things where everyone's in a hurry to get to vacation, to uh, family outings, and things of that nature. And it's funny that now we're coming up on the July Fourth holiday, and I just got our stat email today. Uh, so looking at it, last year. Um, Statewide, we issued 428 citations for driving under the influence. And this is just during the period of July 1 to July 5th, okay? It's 428 uh, impaired drivers taken off the roadways. Wow. Um, however, that's statewide. That's statewide. Okay. All right. You're looking at 71 DUI-involved collisions in that four-day period. Wow. 71. Four days. And, you know, 10, 10 of those being fatal crashes. So, in like you said, summertime, everyone's in a hurry. They're they're on vacation. They they're you're not they're not thinking about highway safety, and that's the reason we're out here today is to promote you know a good strong working relationship and get the message out of safer roadways for everyone. Well, and there's another reason to put the phone down. Besides you being distracted and swerving, if you're paying attention and watching the road, you might be able to avoid one of those 71 drunk drivers. Absolutely, you might be aware of something around you and take corrective action. If you're looking at your phone could be trouble absolutely even if you don't do something you could miss something you could have avoided absolutely and we always encourage the motor in public uh, to call in if they suspect a uh, impaired driver uh which in last question which is the worst 64 71 65 currently what we're seeing we're seeing a trend on 71 and 65 at this time um, but then again 264 in jefferson county is, is a very high water crash expressway, it's, yeah. it's a very high crash there, well i there's not a time that i'm on water expressway when i don't see one of your brothers or sisters in uh, in their car looking for people 
Well, and that's just because of the, it's really the volume on that, that roadway. Right. Yeah. Um, and also the ingress and egress off that roadway. There are so many entrances and exits for such a large roadway. And I think the person that designed the expressway to have people merge that if you're getting on the expressway and you're getting off to have to switch lanes, I think is really smart. Sarcasm. You must be talking about the Hurstbourne Lane exit. I, I don't oh. understand how they said what we'll have is people getting on the expressway and getting off. They have to change. They have to be on the same lane. Let's switch lanes. Like Breckenridge Lane getting on the water. It's so unbelievable. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking it's about. unbelievable. But think about this. What did we talk about earlier when we said that there's 70 percent more traffic? Yeah, of, uh, of, when, of trucks. When was 264 built and designed? Oh yeah. So yeah, you know. Go. Now, what, what's the rule of the road for semis? I've heard that if you have a multi-line, multi-lane highway, they need to be in the far two lanes. Is that correct? If it is posted, if it's posted that okay. way. Uh, the case with the Waterson Expressway is, is it is it is a true expressway. I know we we tend to call our interstate system an expressway when it's actually an interstate. Uh, an expressway is kind of a free-for-all. Okay. There, there's no lane restrictions. Well, that it is. Unless it's posted. So we can't restrict that truck over to, to a couple lanes uh, there unless it's posted. Officer Newberry, you're one of the best. Thank no you problem. again Thank for you all you do. We Thank appreciate you. all the help that you have with us every year. Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, it is Speed Week. We'll be at uh, Michael Connell's uh, office tomorrow talking about what happens when Officer Newberry catches you. That's right. 571-7900 if you would like to sneak in on a gorgeous gift from God today. This is a gorgeous day. Oh, man, this is, really is unbelievable. Is. I think last couple of years it has been rip-roaring hot. So get outside, enjoy it, grill out, hang out with the family. It's not going to be like this maybe for about two more days. Um, I know you're going to have Kent Spencer on. I think so. Okay. Mother's was trying break. to reach him. So. Uh, so we'll get him on after the break. Yep, That's Ken all. Kent Spencer's uh, coming up. I do want to remind you about Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Uh, please give them a call. It'll make you feel better, and there's a reason for that. Because after you put the security system on the home, the percentage of you getting broken into go almost down to nothing. It's ridiculous. There's a reason why your insurance agent does backflips when you say, hey, I just put a security system on. And some insurance companies, if you give them a little certificate that you did that, will give you a break on the monthly fee. So there you go. It's a no-brainer. And you get about $1,000 worth of equipment put on your home with a little bit over $100 sign-up fee and installment fee. So that's all you got to do is call 452 452- 6277-452-6277, Mid-America Security. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls. I'm going to head on out. What are you guys doing on the show tonight? I know when Leland asked you earlier, you didn't know. I That's typical. an angry policeman is going to call that played on the basketball team that I was making fun of last week. Okay, good. So that could be interesting to run. I, I had your back. I got your back. Tony did not. All right. We'll see you later. 790. KRD. AirServe proudly presents the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Dave Jennings. Back for the final 30 minutes. It's blue lights across the bluegrass with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety live in Simpsonville at the outlet shops of the bluegrass. Thank you to everyone from the officers from the State Police and also Louisville Metro for joining us today and taking us around looking for distracted drivers, not just speeding, but it's about not just writing tickets, it's sending a message and hopefully saving lives. Some of the things they're looking at, running stop signs, running red lights, speeding, tailgating, weaving in and out aggressively, 
Those funny hand gestures, facial gestures, verbal threats, all signs that you might be up to something. Screaming, honking, flashing your lights. Things they will be looking for throughout and always, really. But blue lights across the blue grass. And I talked about a couple of my pet peeves on the road. Kent Spencer, WHAS 11. I love the guy, Kent, or girl. When you're, say, in the middle lane somewhere, and there are lanes around you to go around, and I'm doing my usual 5, 6, 7 over the speed limit. It's always worked well for me. Knock, knock, knock on, on wood. Somebody will run up on your butt. Instead of going around, hang there for a while, and eventually get frustrated and then go around. One of my pet peeves. How about you? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I never have understood tailgate riders. Like I, I don't. I, I just never understood like why that was like. Are you trying to pressure them to go faster because they're clearly cruising at the speed that they they want to go at? Now, if if there's two lanes and somebody's going ultra st- slow in the left lane, uh, then maybe I, I get maybe just a little bit of pressure to say, hey, bro, it's it's time you get over in the slow lane. But uh, in the middle lane, I, I've never understood tailgate riders. And there's something that goes on. Like, we, we've all driven down to Florida a million times, and you get to the line and think, we're here, and then you still have eight hours to go before you get to the beach. But, but the, the road widens out, and there's always somebody doing that slow thing in the passing lane, and you get up on them, and then you try to go around them in the middle, and then they speed up. It's like it's their rite of passage in the state of Florida to tick me off. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is, too, like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, now I have been to traffic school a couple of times in my lifetime. So I won't, I won't deny you, it. If you do the the math, you know, and they they kind of lay it out pretty much. You know, you never really can save that much time on the road. Like it really is not worth it to be in that much of a hurry. Um, so I mean, I think that's something. That, but I think we all kind of get in that thing, like, oh, I, I can do this. I can cut time. But you really don't save that amount of time to make it a dangerous situation. Well, I'll have somebody, and I won't say that one of those times I was pulled over was on US-42. I won't say that that happened. But so having seen that and experienced that, but every not every day, but somebody will shoot by me on 42 going really, really fast, and I'll catch up to them at like the lime kiln light. It's like, how did that work out for you? One of us was going to get a ticket today, and it, and it wasn't me. Yeah. No, I hundred percent, hundred percent agree. You get people driving craziness, and next thing you know, uh, you see that it absolutely makes up no time, but it just makes a lot of people upset on the road. How much attention did you pay to the NBA draft? Obviously, for Monk and Fox, as expected, Mitchell in the lottery, Adebayo slid up into the lottery, and all the talk with Paul George and Przingis of the Knicks. All of those side stories didn't amount to much, but anything jump out at you in the NBA draft Thursday? No, I mean, obviously we pay a lot of attention to it because it, it, it is such a big deal for us here. Um, I think, what is it, at the end of the day, we ended up having six guys locally drafted in the NBA draft, three from Kentucky, one from uh, UofL, and then two from, from IU. So, um, you know, I, I think for me the biggest surprise, um, because you knew Fox was going to go high, you knew Monk was going to go high. You knew Mitchell was rising up draft boards, but sometimes you get a lot of that chatter, like a guy right. is, is really helping his stock out, but when you finally get to draft night, it really doesn't, you know, it doesn't come out and play itself out. So, um, I was, I was anxious to see if, if him rising up them boards was the real deal. And it proved to be yes, because he, he made himself into a lottery pick. Um, another guy that I thought, you know, on draft night was an interesting story. Was Bam Adebayo? 
yeah. um, who goes 14th overall to Miami because, you know, when he said, I'm going to stay in the draft, so many people had him projected to go early in the second round. Um, and then the way that he just kind of, especially in that last week and a half, you saw him rising up those mock draft boards. Um, and it seems like, you know, Pat, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra love the fit of, of Bam uh, in Miami. Uh, so that was cool to see. And then, and then OG Ananobi falls a little bit. And I think that that really is only because of that knee injury. He wasn't able to go through full workouts for teams. Um, but the Raptors love his athleticism. Um, so they ended up taking him 23rd overall. But I think OG Ananobi was probably going to be a guy, um, either just in the lottery or, or just outside the lottery if he would have been able to stay healthy. And the NBA draft, Ken Spencer, WHAS 11, to me, and I'm, I'm an anti-pay-the-players guy, but we want to change rules for just a handful of guys. When Bam Adebayo, I'm sorry I watched the season, if he's the 14th best player in college basketball, you've got all these guys you haven't heard of coming out of, out of Europe, and, and really we're going to change all these rules for thousands and thousands of athletes because a couple of guys are able to make money now. I, I, this should be a prime example of why we need to slow the roll when it comes down to some of these things. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and the one thing I, I would say about about Adebayo is watching his his freshman season, um, you know, at Kentucky was I I thought, I mean, I I kind of did think that he was going to rise up draft boards, um, you know, to say that he was a, a an early second round guy. I mean, you know, he just didn't have to be, you know, I, I mean, half the season it was Calipari saying, you know, they need to get him the ball, they need to get him the ball. And when they did, he was productive. And you saw his production in the NCAA tournament. You saw his rebound numbers, you know, go up. So, you know, when you look at, you know, his production to what he was given as far as offensively, you know, playing with guys. I mean, when you're playing with guys like, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, there's not going to be a a ton of shots to go around a lot of times for for a big man. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought he did well with what he had. But when you look at, you know, his measurements, his body style, the way he plays, you know, he's going to be, a, I feel like he's going to be a perfect fit on an NBA roster. Now, the gold standard or the golden standard has been set. Everybody's chasing the Warriors. The Cavaliers are close, but not that close when it comes to matching that roster top to bottom. So Cleveland's a mess. So what do we believe? Okay, the general manager goes. LeBron didn't like that. Reports are they're trying to tug Jimmy Butler out of coming there, yet they're trying to get Paul George and make these deals. And now the talk is that maybe by this summer, at some point, Dwayne Wade gets bought out in Chicago, Carmelo Anthony gets bought out in New York, and now suddenly Wade and Anthony, the banana boat picture with LeBron, comes to fruition. What's true in Cleveland, do you think? Well, I'm going to get to Cleveland in a second. But when you talk about the Warriors and everybody trying to catch the Warriors, you know, that is... On draft night, when they got Jordan Bell, that kid from Oregon, who absolutely right. balled out in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he did. Like, if you think, like, if he can continue down that path that he showed in the NCAA tournament and he's got that amount of, you know, athleticism, his ability to rebound block shots, all that stuff. Now think about him in that lineup compared to and take out, like, Zaza Pachulia. Right. Right? Like, don't they just get a whole lot better on draft night just by drafting that guy to, to kind of go along with all the pieces that they already have? Oh, um, I know. So, I mean, they, they could have actually made themselves a lot better on draft night with, with that pick if he continues down that same path. Now, when you look at the Cavaliers, I think, to be quite honest, Dave, 
there's a remember the Lakers years ago with with Kobe and, and Shaq, and it was sure. the soap opera and this and that, and you know they were you know they were up in arms and they couldn't get it right, and they couldn't get along. But you know when it when time came for the season to come around, things just worked itself into place, and you know they ended up being a really good team, and obviously they won championships. That's kind of the way that I look at at Cleveland. I think there's a lot of stories and reports that come out. Like there's there's massive dysfunction and everybody's at each other's throats and like you said they're they're trying to talk people out of wanting to come there um, and there's dissension but I think that once the season comes around I think they get things that you know the the pieces in the right place and they'll probably be the best team in the Eastern Conference once again and, and everything will just work itself out with the Cavaliers that's just what I believe you know being from the outside looking in. Even after the decision, LeBron did exactly what he said he was going to do, bring a title back to Cleveland, kind of a roundabout way. But when he came back the second time, that was probably more because of the decision or wanting to make that right. I don't think his wife wanted to be there, his family, his kids are small. But is LeBron James after 2018, is LeBron James, or in 2018, still in Cleveland or is he off to L.A. or somewhere else? I mean, I, I still think he'll stay in Cleveland just because – you know, why come back for two or three years and then bounce again? Maybe I'm wrong, but, um, you know, I think when you make that decision, when he made the decision and the city went nuts and it almost burned to the ground because of that, um, that's a that's a pretty strong jolt to give that city. And then all of a sudden you give them hope by coming back, you bring a title back. Um, I think that, you know, if the moment that you decide to come back to Cleveland and get this thing done, I think he probably finishes out his career there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't foresee him leaving. I saw a thing where where Tiger Woods. He's, so he's watching golf now, and Jason Day shot a 79 at the Travelers, and Tiger tweeted him or texted him whatever it was, and said, "Look, I see something in your swing." And I guess Day didn't want the advice at this point. I said, "Yeah, you saw 79 shots, but they're apparently." Text buddy. So Jordan Spieth goes out and wins at 60 foot. He holds it in uh, from 60 feet away. And now he's won his, let's see, 10th win by the age of 24. Only Tiger Woods has done it. He had like 15. So are we not appreciating Jordan Spieth because of Tiger? Is the bar set so high on this young golfer that he's kind of flying under the radar if that's possible? Uh, you know, I think that, you know, Tiger did set the bar extremely high. But, I mean, you know, when you look at career achievements, obviously Jack Nicklaus set the bar higher than anybody sure. uh, for what for what people have to, to, to strive for. Um, I don't think it's really Tiger. I mean, I just think there's a lot of good young players. I mean, uh, I think, what is it, Rory McIlroy is 28 years old. He's got four sure. major championships. He's got a bunch of wins. Obviously, Dustin Johnson has been on a, on a roll the past year and a half. Um, I think we appreciate Jordan Spieth, but I think that, you know, when Tiger was doing it and Tiger really went on that roll, you know, there were a few guys that could contend, but the roster on the PGA Tour right now is just so deep that you just don't, you can't just appreciate one guy because there really is, you know, a handful of guys and even more than that um, that could really steal the show pretty quickly. Kind of sucks. We're going to watch it if you want to watch the SEC play each other in the College World Series. Ken Spencer, LSU, 
and Florida, and it, it hurts me. I mean, I'm a Florida State guy, as you know. 22 times, I guess, now they are not winning it, and you see them Gackaway an LSU game. If you start a different pitcher, you might beat them twice, but that's the way it always goes. Championship teams find ways to win games like that. It hasn't happened for my Knowles, hasn't happened for Louisville yet. Kind of put a bow on the College World Series. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the College World Series, obviously you have – you know, two teams that got hot, uh, especially at the at the end of the year. Uh, Florida ended up winning the winning the SEC East. You know, LSU won the SEC West. Um, they were two hot teams, and you know, I think once you get to that point, you know, there's sometimes there's there's certain games that are that are really really vital for you to be able to win. Those two teams won the games. I mean, you know, I, I think for Florida, you know, their biggest hurdle to get here was that game against the. In, in mm-hmm. the College World Series, you know that kid comes out, pitches lights out um, for seven innings. Um, you know, if Louisville wins that game, you know you could we could be talking about Louisville in this spot right now, just because I think that winning that particular game was just so important for Florida to to be able to get there. But you know, baseball's a baseball's a funny game, man. I think at the end of the day, just kind of like the NCAA tournament, you know. Um, if you're if you're there the championship series, you're a deserving team. You don't back in to anything once you get to this point. I am not in any way, shape, or form rooting against Tim Tebow. I appreciate his faith. I appreciate what he did in college. You get criticized if you say he doesn't have the motion, his footwork's not good, his arm motion is too deliberate, he's not going to make it in the NFL, suddenly you're a hater. Those of us that said that ended up being right. Well, now he's not doing well in A-ball. He's hitting two twenty-two. He has three home runs in 63 games. He struck out 59 times, made seven errors on 58 attempts in left field, I guess it is. So Tim Tebow gets promoted to high A ball, which features very, very good young pitchers. Is this, is this anything but a little spike for that part of the Mets franchise for a couple of weeks? Well, I, the one thing I'll, I'll say about this is, is I, I don't really follow the stats, so you know, in the last couple of weeks, has he raised his batting average? You know what I mean? I think those are things that you have no. to, to look at. Is, is Do you see the improvement over the, the last few weeks that would warrant a promotion? Just just looking at his sheer numbers, um, it would say no. But, you know, has he gotten significantly better in the, in the past couple of weeks? You know, other than that, look, at some point in a franchise – you have to you have to stop raising a guy up a level because you've got to start preparing your guys for the future. And you know, guys that are playing in low A ball, high A ball, at some point are going to have to be on your major league roster. Uh, so at some point, if this is just a stunt to put butts in the seats and to, and to get interest in certain franchises. They're going to have to stop doing that because they're wasted valuable time to be able to develop kids, you know, um, to raise up. So I don't know what level it is. I haven't been following his minor league progression sure. to see if, if maybe he did get better in the last couple of weeks and maybe this promotion is warranted or if it is. But at some point, and I would imagine this is the level. Like, you can't raise him to double-A ball if it's just a promotional stunt. Like, this would be the level where that would have to stop. 
some of the guys that were just drafted, maybe not in the first round, but second, third, and fourth, guys with good arms, might start in high A ball. So they're getting signed now. They're going to get A-signed. So I think it's kind of twofold, and it's smart. It's put butts in the seats for a couple of weeks, but also because sometimes guys will be at the AAA level, and out of necessity, the 265 hitter gets called up because someone's hurt, and they end up being superstars. Sometimes it just happens for guys. So I guess before all the rosters are filled out, all the draft picks are signed, all the guys are assigned, you'll get a chance to see if he actually has anything, and you'll know for sure after high A-ball. Yeah, and, and, you know, we've seen it. you know, here locally. I mean, you know, you've got guys that I really felt like struggled hitting the ball for the bat. The next thing you know, they get a late call up for the Reds, and they're starting to knock the cover on the ball in the major leagues. So, you know, sometimes it's it's weird how things, you know, you, sometimes you just can't look at a stat book. You have to look at what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, and that really kind of tells the tale. Um, we've seen it here locally, you know, It'll be interesting to see what, what Tebow has at this next level um, and if he can continue to, to improve. Saw this story today, and all of us have probably horror stories of roommates in college. This kind of thing never happened. There's a guy, he's in Manhattan, Mount Sinai Hospital. His name is Rayhan Munir. Quote an ad on Facebook, he's looking for housing, he's looking for a roommate. He, he's doing his rotation at the hospital, so he's a doctor-to-be, so obviously a desirable guy. And he just happens to have his picture on Facebook. And, oh, yeah, he's, he's a good-looking dude. So he says, I've got about 800 bucks to spend for a couple of months, and I'm going to be in and out. I have this rotation at the hospital. Guess how many responses he had to possibly sharing a room with him? How many? 500. And something like this was posted also. You can live with me, caps, for free. I apologize if this is inappropriate, but, um, boy, you fine. So there. I mean, this guy's yeah, going to have I, it rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any of that is ever a good idea. <laughs> oh, maybe not. But he, he's got it rough. Obviously, he already looks like. I think he was a model. I think he's from Pakistan. He was what a was model. Was that quote again, Dave? Okay, here we go, Ma. This is, now, if I posted something out there like that, I would not get this response. Looking for a roommate. Here's my picture. I apologize if this is inappropriate, but um, boy, you fine. <laughs> Uh, any horror? Any any horror Social stories media. about college roommates, Ken Spencer? Social media these days, my friend. Yeah. Social media. Yep. Yeah, but well, any horror stories with college roommates? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I might have been the horror story. Who knows? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I may have been the bad. If roommate. you don't have a story, then you were the horror story. That's true. That's yeah. right. If you don't have a story, good point, Mud. Uh, thank you, Ken Spencer, for joining me today. All right. See you guys. Be good. See ya. So I had this roommate, good guy, but my roommate knew he was going to be a problem. I was buddies with one guy, so we had a two-bedroom apartment. I'm going back down to school, and he said, okay, you can have the, 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 the bedroom to yourself. I'll, his name was Charlie. We called him Chuck. Looked like, uh, actually looked like a serial killer at the time. Looked like he was about 40, bald head. So uh, Chuck and, and a lot of guys that age, it's not, uh, not the best as far as doing dishes and that sort of thing. Well, it starts out where... We would try to go in together on groceries and toilet paper and all that kind of stuff. Chuck would eat everything, go through everything, and never contribute. So we stopped doing that. We got our own cabinets. So he would never, ever do the other part of that, buy some soap, buy some dish detergent, and all of that kind of stuff. So he, we go away, Raynard and I, that was his name, Raynard. We're gone for this. Well, when we come back, okay, look, at everything's low. Please, for the first time, stock up. He took offense to that. We got home. And we noticed, by the way, there was um, palm olive dish detergent 
in the soap thing in, in the shower. He was showering with dish detergent because he didn't want to buy soap. And then we called him out on that, and then he goes out and sh- he brings home like 500 rolls of paper towel and, t- and throws it on our bed. That was Chuck. Other than that, a nice guy. That's my story in college, not a Vanetti story. Grocery issues. Thank you so much. Amanda, thank you. And by the way, if you want to come by in the last few minutes here, they have a really good coupon book, VIP coupon book, at the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. It's only $5. And where can we get these if you don't come by now? Is there at the office? Okay, guest services in the food court. So you can eat if it's really hot. They have like three or four restaurants in there, and it's air-conditioned. But tons of really good deals for only $5. A lot of 10% off, like at Skechers, Saks Fifth Avenue, 20 bucks off 125 or more. And it only costs $5. That saved you about 50 right there at the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. We're here for Blue Lights across the Bluegrass, aptly named. We'll be back for one more segment. That ever happened to you, Shannon? Put an ad in the paper and get called, boy, you fine. You can live with me. Didn't put an ad in the paper. You never know. Might work for you. We'll come back. 790 KRD. Final segment live from the outlet shops of the Bluegrass. It's our first day of Speed Week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Thank you, Aaron, for having us again. Oh, thank you for coming. Yes, your voice. It's getting yes, better. It's getting better. I've had about it with laryngitis, so at least I have a voice now. By the way, on my way here, we had an unmarked state patrol car. And then also us out running around. So on your way to Simpsonville, to the outlets of the Bluegrass, remember, blue lights are out there looking for distracted driving, not just speeding. They're not out to make money with this. It is to save your life. Shannon the Dude is also here. Going to wrap up with this. MadeMan.com is a website. Shannon is now, you're not engaged yet, are you? Or are you? Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Of course, of course I'm not engaged. <laughs> well, it happened for uh, Nick Roush. So I thought maybe it would happen for you. <laughs> Nick Roush and hey, just to let you guys know. Yes. Um... Women propose to Shannon. Shannon does not propose to women. Oh, I guess when you have a name like Shannon, remember the dude. we've already told this story on the air. The time I got proposed to. That's right. I proposed to my husband. Did you really? I did, and we'll be married 16 years in September. See? Was he waiting too long? Is that what happened there? <laughs> we had our first date and got engaged and got married all in less than a year. Oh wow! When you know, you know. And did he hesitate? Was he uh, no, thrown for a loop, not or at he all. jumped right on board? No, he said he would have asked me if he had had time to buy the ring, but. I said, why don't we just get married? And he said, okay. If he just said no, would you have thrown a margarita on him? Because that's probably. what happened. That's what happened to me in Florida. <laughs> oh, and you said no. Okay, yeah. well, she, she, she paid for a trip, took him down to Florida, proposed to him, and he oh, did I not. Knew that he did story. not have the reaction that <laughs> she was hoping have heard for. That story, I've heard that story. Yep. Yeah, I probably would have thrown a margarita. <laughs> so think about the first time you visited your. I guess your husband had a house, not he an apartment. And Shannon, you probably had a, a girl or two over to your place well, Couple, over, yeah. over the years. <laughs> According to MadeMan.com, and guys, pay attention, especially if you're a little younger or you just haven't grown up yet. These aspects of your place can be huge buzzkills. Okay. Sketchy bathroom soap. Like that dirty bar that's all yuck. Ooh, yuck. Yeah. Like that. What, what if it's like the kind they got at Body Shapes Medical? Have we talked about that? Yeah, it's funny. It's blue, too, isn't it? It's penis-shaped soap. Yeah, it is. Okay. If, the, if the woman had that, I don't know if I would think twice or not. Four two five oh five hundred. Well, it is. I'm not making it up. No, I know I? you're not. Okay. And I'm surprised. The problem is it never gets any smaller, so no one's washing their hands. <laughs> apparently. Well, I'm not. Well, they they also have the uh, the soft soap. Right. So, lack of hand towels. Do you notice that? I don't remember. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm not paying attention to that either. Now, this is kind of ridiculous. I hate the whole toilet seat thing. I get it. But if you're over for the first time and the seat is up, 
That is that work. a problem? That would be a problem. Oh, even on the first time. Yes. It would be all right with me if it was up. I guess that would work <laughs> out just fine. It would already be in the right position. Poorly stocked kitchen. You know, the guy with the jar of mayonnaise and like half a beer in a pizza box. That wouldn't have bothered me. Wouldn't have bothered you? Wouldn't bother me either. Dirty dishes. Yeah, now that, uh, yeah. Especially sitting in the sink. Yes, that's oh. disgusting. Signs of last night's party. I wouldn't like that. It defines signs. I mean, <laughs> that could be a lot there. That's a good point. A beer, a beer can pyramid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unkept bedding. I mean, not, if he doesn't make his bed, that's... Oh, I guess it was last night's party and the unkept bed. <laughs> that would be a big problem. Maybe a problem. Or pictures of ex-girlfriends, huh? Yeah. Huge problem. Not good? That would be a problem. Your college problem. furniture? No, not for first. Like, if it was his first house. Right, that's true. Was. So, of course, what's college furniture? I guess the ripped-up sofa. Oh, yeah. All the, kinds the, of the hand-me-down stuff. If right. It was stuff that's been used. stinky. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a problem. If it's got uh, sofa pizza, then, yeah. yeah. No, that's no go. On that note, yeah. we're going to wrap things up. And thank you, Shannon, for bringing up the soap. Oh, you asked. <laughs> I didn't ask about that. You asked about dingy soap. Dingy. That was not dingy. It's just uh, shaped differently. 790 KRD.